0: Now we start. Good morning, everybody. Technical issues taken care of. Ready to rock and roll on a Tuesday morning. 7 Elevens our time. It is January 3rd. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Eric Johnson on his way. Scotty Gherkin running our technical side this morning. Pack show as always. That's what we do. We are rocking and rolling. Glad that everybody's here. Uh, share the show as always. Cancel this show.com. Cancel this show.com. Um, thank you again. Thanks again for. Everybody that's watching, sharing, the numbers continue to go up. We're grateful for that. Uh, if you go to canceltheshow.com, you'll check into all of our sites. You'll check into all of our platforms. Obviously we're a live three hour show, uh, but at the same point in time, we're a podcast. We're saving that original content for you on all the platforms. Too many to say lots going on there. Okay. Coming up at eight o'clock. We've got Andy Polacek. What exactly is Andy telling us today, Tabitha? Andy
1: primarily wants to talk to us about the ballot initiative. He's going to share the manual to that. We're going to talk to him about this. And that's Andy ba- ballot, he,
0: he is what, Ballot
1: initiative for what? For for upcoming elections. The ballot. In, Andy is all about the votes. He can break down everything for us when it comes to ghost registrations. He can explain all of the different ways people can cheat or pe- folks at the polling places can what about cheat.
0: the way people have been cheating?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Have absolutely. they have they caught this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He can go over and is this around the country too, or just that. in Missouri? Well, he is from he, the, the same things they use here in Missouri is what they can use in any polling location. All
0: right. Look forward to that. Absolutely.
1: Then. And and Andy Polichek, he's the VP of Freedom Principle. Missouri canvasser and cause of America volunteer works Dude, what that's the longest title I've ever I know, heard, but he's got so much. He's going the on. what? Let's just say he's with Missouri <laughs> canvas. Will that make it easier? <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I was like, that is what? Five, six, seven, eight. We, we got, got a busy guy. We got to We got to shorten that title for Andy. So people knows everything that he know, everything that he does. That's coming up at eight, coming up in about 10 minutes or just about under 10 minutes. We're going to talk with Dr. Uh, Tony, Anthony Colucci. He is the Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings team doctor back in uh, the early 2000s. I think it was like 2006. He saved Yuri Fisher's life, a Detroit Red Wing, whose heart stopped from cardiac arrest on the ice during a game. He is now in charge of the NHL's protocol when something happens with cardiac arrest. Why do we bring that up? Why do we bring him on the show this morning? Well, with what happened last night. Um, with a buffalo bills player who um, is now listed in critical condition in the hospital had a normal tackle i mean it was a routine tackle uh heart stopped um had cpr administered for just under 10 minutes on a football field uh most people know it's, it's the biggest story in america right now today um number one his condition number two what happens uh after that so Dr. Colucci is joining us to talk about what it's like to deal with a player because he dealt with it, he saved a professional player's life when they went into cardiac arrest last night. Yuri, but last night, this issue got so bad. We still don't know what the health of this football player is right now. We're still what kind waiting. of
1: condition he's in.
0: Well, they're they tell us he's in critical condition, but the problem that we have right now with that is we really don't know. I mean there's all kinds of rumors going that 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 maybe it's worse than critical maybe he's not able to do things for himself.
1: Well, I've heard that he tomorrow. was on a ventilator. Yeah. And that's not unusual with what happened, but but what I think is very positive is that they had started CPR immediately. So hopefully that means any brain damage was very minimal because he you know they were getting oxygen into him, they were uh pumping his heart for him. So Hopefully the damage is very minimal. A lot of times they put people on a ventilator just as a precaution after something like this. I think the outlook seems good, but of course I'm not his doctor.
0: A 24 year old Damar Hamlin uh, went to Pittsburgh. He played all season, super healthy. We'll wait and see what goes on. I know uh, there were people. Oh, was he vaccinated? Yeah. He's been vaccinated multiple times, but.
1: That didn't seem like it had anything to do with
0: this. I don't think so either. There are some conditions. We'll talk to uh, a doctor about who actually knows what's going on. Uh, Dr. Colucci, a friend of mine from my time in Detroit, grateful to have him on. Uh, He'll be joining us in about five minutes or so, um, so that we'll have a chance to talk with him about what happened, what can happen. Um, We take a lot of things for granted in life, that's for sure. And it's interesting because in the past, Um, the NFL has dealt with a lot of concussion protocol and CTE issues. And this is one of those things that had nothing to do with the severity of a hit. It had nothing to do with a head injury or blunt force trauma to the head.
1: But sometimes you can just be hit in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And based on everything I heard, it sounded like it was the timing. And if you understand how the heart rhythm works and the electricity of the heart. And if they talk about this R R on T phenomena, basically what that means is your heart is in the middle of the QRS complex. Mm -hmm. And if you're hit sometimes right at that very spot, you'll have the R on T, which means the R wave comes right up over the T wave. And that doesn't always mean you're going to go into ventricular fibrillation, but sometimes it does.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because uh, baseball actually makes a protector for kids and athletes who are in high school, even professional players. It's almost a shield that you can wear over your chest. Right. Because if a ball hits your chest during one of those low points of the quote heartbeat, right. It can do the same thing to you.
1: Absolutely. Anything that disturbs that heart rhythm, the electric, electricity, correct. Yes.
0: Anything that could hit it. And it doesn't even, at least what I've been told, it doesn't have to be some incredible force incident. So um, we're going to talk with Dr. Colucci here in just a couple minutes um, about what's going on. Lots of unexplained when it comes to that. But before people start going into, oh, it's vaccine and everything else, yeah. we got to wait to find out what is going on with the information. Uh, and it's also interesting, too, because it's the first. Number one, the NFL is the number one sport in America. By far, when you look at any sort of um, ratings on television, uh, money spent, when it comes when it becomes number one, it becomes a massive story. And for the first time, a game just stopped. Yeah, It just stopped, and it just goes to show what's important in life. And not only did a game just stop, it was one of the most meaningful games of the season because of what it could mean going on. And we know the NFL is all about business. Not excited last night when I saw the NFL try to play a game after a guy was unconscious for nine minutes, not breathing. A
1: different game.
0: No, they no. tried to continue the game. Oh,
1: this game. Oh, I'm surprised. They by can
0: tried that. Try to, they, well, the NFL tried to continue the yeah. game. Yeah, they what? tried to continue the game, and the Bills players were like, "F this." Yeah, you were not. They said you got five minutes to play, warm up, and they're like, "BS." The Bengals coach walked across the field because he could tell something was going on, yeah. and they decided not to play which was a good thing. Well,
1: it was great to see them all out there in prayer together to be on one knee for prayer instead of fighting our flag, fighting America. Well,
0: yeah, No, no. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. When, when one of those incidents happens. So we're going to talk about that. we got Andy Polchak coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Um, the Republicans voting for, well, or at least making it official today uh, who the house speaker is going to be. It's going to be McCarthy.
1: Well, they well, they have no choice.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were kind There's of There's no choice.
1: They were put into mm-hmm. an issue.
0: We'll see. We'll see where Eric's thoughts are from that standpoint. Uh, Also, President Trump or former President Trump making headlines saying the midterms were not his fault. They were because pro-lifers got what they wanted before the election and they didn't vote. We'll see what people think about that. Um, Also, Eric, I got something for you today that's going to make you excited when it comes to actual school systems. Florida and Michigan are doing something that I think the rest of the country should be doing when it comes to getting kids ready for the rest of their lives. Kids have to have a certain kind of class before they're able to graduate. And it only happens in Michigan
1: and hmm. Florida. Hmm.
0: We'll te- that's the little tease. We'll tell you what that is coming up.
1: I hope it's gun training.
0: You so- <laughs> Damn, Tab. <laughs> no, it's not gun training, but... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's a- Tabitha wins for line <laughs> of the day at 721 Central Time. By the way, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Share the show, always share the show. You can go right into canceltheshow.com. Catch all of our original content on our podcast, whether it's the TV side, whether it's the audio side, you'll see all the platforms there. You can read about us, Eric, myself, Tabitha, and what we're doing a little bit about our past. You can also jump in when it comes to um, being a part of the show. Go to cancel the show.com forward slash donate. You can jump in and donate to our cause as well. If you want to connect with us from an advertising sponsorship as well, we would do that as well. Um, Several companies jumping in already. And of course, as we said, the numbers continue to get bigger and bigger every day in regards to the amount of views that we're getting and people participating. But the big story, obviously what happened with the NFL, Eric, you saw it last night. You're a former uh, college football player like myself. Um, Your thoughts. It
2: was uh, the first thing you jumped to. I don't know if it was you as well. We all wanted to go mitocarditis because it wasn't a big hit he was he, he jumped up the first thing i thought was oh my god this is the vaccine wasn't it i think, it, wasn't I think that that's it? what everyone thought oh, yes. did, first I first that's is,
1: why it's such a big story quite honestly I, I don't
2: think that's it i think it's i think it's that for us we were like oh my god soccer has now come to the nfl mitocarditis he just collapsed because of an enlarged heart when in reality vic spouse chimes in last night about eleven thirty. the condition I can't even remember what it's called but it's when the heart gets hit at exactly the right time probably is what has happened here and the heart just stops it defibrillates it's it just goes it goes numb or blank or whatever and he we basically saw this kid go into a cardiac failure because of a benign hit really and so that was the beginning the catalyst of this whole situation all of a sudden you see the rallying of the team around him. You see the, 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 uh, the home team, the Bengals, rally around the, the away team. You saw a lot of goodness. You saw a the professional football team on its knee in prayer as opposed to taking a knee because of the flag. You saw the, the, the people of Cincinnati not too upset. They basically stayed there. They waited for the NFL which also, by the way, yeah, you can give the NFL a lot of grief about canceling this thing too late. They didn't know what to do in 70 years of football. We've never seen anything like this. They so yet yeah, you got I don't like Goodell at all, but he had no, you know, they handled this properly.
1: It's happened in other sports. I, I don't know about football, but somebody on the comment line mentioned, and I heard this on the last the news last night that it happened to Chris Pronger. The exact same thing. A lot of things have happened
2: on ice and on fields and all over the place, but nothing like this. This is a kid that is at the top of his game. Why
1: wasn't Chris Pronger's issue just like this? What do you mean? Well, he said not. He said that something like this has never happened.
0: No, not nothing like this has ever happened. The kid died came. on the air. Yeah, he died on the field. Damn yeah. it! No, Chris Pronger was not <laughs> laid out on a yeah. on a slab of yeah. ice. And I'm not saying that injuries. Yuri Fisher was. And so was who was the other guy here to. in the
1: in the the Blues? That collapsed that time. No, and now, here's, here's Having what I, to get a defibrillator. No, that wasn't. See, I think implanted. somebody got
0: confused. It wasn't Pronger. It was Jay. No,
1: Bo- it, it definitely was Pronger. Jay, but
0: Jay Pronger's yeah, situation was, a- was not like Jay Bomeister's, yeah. was not like Yuri right. Fisher's. Exactly. Jay Bomeister was the St. Louis Blue who collapsed and thus ending his career. Um, Fortunately for him, his life was saved. Yes. They were able to save him. And that's why Dr. Colucci, who's going to be joining us, saved Yuri Fisher's life with yeah. the Detroit Red Wings when I was there. Um, they have protocol to deal with these situations, um, which is why you have machines sitting right there on the sideline.
1: Thank God that now they have defibrillators, defibrillators right yeah, there. Yeah, the, I mean,
2: uh, on how can you, how can you play a game after the Joe Theismann hit? I mean, seriously, a pl- that was a, th- a knee injury. That was a knee injury. That. that was uh, there's all kinds of injuries. This was one of those situations that everything kind of got handled properly. It really did. The prayers, the 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 home, the you know, the home team took basically put the Bills colors up around the stadium. I mean it was just it was just a way to kind of we just all kind of collectively came together. Didn't you feel that? Didn't you feel kind of I mean you, we just came together. It's in it and it was okay meta, that was great it was now, tomorrow
1: it was, they'll be right back
2: Don't be so doom and gloom yet. We but it was one like,
1: day of togetherness.
2: It seems like tragedy brings the United States people together for the, a day. The American for people an together. Hour. Yeah. We're all talking about it today. We rallied around this good kid who apparently was a really good kid outside the the, the field, and uh, it, it, to me, it just it was the first time I've ever seen anything on on a field that just kind of struck an emotional nerve like that. Hopefully, he's all right. They re- so. re- they restarted his heart. You know, I guess the we're just waiting to see what the level of brain damage is right now, and if he's he's okay. You know, this is the kind of injury Vic he could come back
0: and play again. Um he might not I, want you but if he if he's not
2: bringing- I would
1: think that he
0: could um well we're gonna we'll wait and see all I know is and we'll ask Tony this um Yuri Fisher was not allowed to come back and play in the NHL he did come back and play across season Europe Um, uh, Jay Bo Meester never played again but he
1: got an implant and,
0: and well it all depends on the kind of damage that you have to an heart yeah and there's also insurance factors that the league has in regards to, I, I mean, I'm not even thinking about this guy planning. I, I'm hoping that he's okay. He's still listed in critical condition. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to the the issue, when it, you know, I, I just, I, I feel so bad for him his family because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, what, if he's even going to make it, because at this point in time, we don't even know. Now it's it's tough to speculate. Uh, and it's not a great thing to speculate, but I also saw reports that like what you just said, that there might've been an issue with his brain now, because when you lose consciousness and you're not breathing for nine minutes, minutes—yeah, but they were doing
1: CPR for nine minutes correct. or over nine I minutes. I mean, they were immediate with CPR. I, you know, I think the brain damage I would I, uh, assume would be minimal. Of course. We'll ask, you know, the doctor about that. I am not a doctor.
0: I just found it interesting that the hospital last night, and once again, we'll ask Tony, um, um, they said that they were not going to say anything about his condition. They had a press conference scheduled.
1: It it will take. And then,
0: and then they stopped it and said, no, we're not going to have a a press conference on his condition.
1: Well, anytime, not anytime, but sometimes when someone goes into cardiac arrest, regardless of the reason why they do sometimes put someone on a ventilator until they can see what type of brain damage, if any, they have. And it can take a couple of days. Sometimes, For them to really get a good idea of what the brain damage might be. And sometimes they put someone on a ventilator just to let their body rest a little bit while they check those tests out. So it's it's not, I don't want people to think always on a ventilator, it's the worst situation because that's not necessarily the case
2: yeah we're trying to speculate about how to build a rocket ship over here i mean we just do we saw, don't know we saw it was on the field and that was about it and we all are just kind of reflecting emotionally kind of what happened on the field and and hopefully he's going to be fine hopefully he comes back and plays some games and uh you know i think that you're right there are, I'm, I'm reading the comment line right now there have been a lot of people on the field there's been a lot of people had that have been challenged that have been seriously injured this was on a Monday night football game. This was a, this was a game that was stopped where the the when they threw it back to the studio in New York or wherever they were right, at. Right. You know, they had no words. There was no way to even fill. Um, so I think we all took this very seriously. It was very emotional for all of us, and hopefully, you took away a little bit of good that we kind of all rallied around him. So we said a prayer, and hopefully, we can collectively, you know,
1: it's hard to watch anyone, you know, anyone on the field like that get having CPR knowing that their their life is in the balance you know there's there's no question it's a tough situation all we can do is pray and try to find out as much information as we can and hopefully he'll be yeah. fine does this
2: make I know you well you have kids would you let your if you saw this on the field are you still ramped up about your kid playing football or lacrosse yeah. or anything
1: like well, that
0: baseball soccer does any of the sport it's not a football thing this is a right any sports issue. Any context. So you gotta be careful. Sure. Yeah, you gotta be careful. That's why you can't say, well, it's a football deal because
1: well, injuries f- happen. also gets
0: a bad a bad yeah. rap.
1: I mean, hockey's dangerous. That guy I was seeing <laughs>
0: hockey wrestling. Yeah, he
1: played professional hockey. And you know it's always something you think about when when someone could be injured. It is a matter of fact, one day uh, he, I he I saw him after a game and he had a puck that hit him in the mouth. I mean his whole mouth was swollen up and bleeding and yeah. Injuries happen. Now
0: there is if people wanted to do something. I mean, obviously, when something like this happens, it pulls at the heartstrings, which Eric was talking about. Um, um Damar does have Damar Hamlin does have a toy drive that he started that nobody really knew about yep. until this happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you can actually look that up right now. His goal
2: um, was twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty five hundred. Great... Twenty-five hundred. Now he's at three million. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that could happen
2: (laughs) another positive that's come out of this this insanely negative
0: um incident yeah i was trying to find where his toy drive is if you look it up i mean he's now got three did you say three million it was three million on the way in three million three (laughs) hundred (laughs) eighty four thousand dollars just the three hundred eighty four thousand dollar part of that blew out uh
2: what he what his goal was good for him toys for under i mean you you of, of such privileged of such a young age and of such wisdom already i mean this is how i feel we are as americans and i and you know it's this it it's it sucks that it's such a negative story but such feel
0: good comes out of it it's interesting a, a guy who i follow uh, on twitter said they had a, a sports reporter said that they had that his vitals are back to normal and they've put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat they're currently running tests. we will provide updates as we have them there were rumors last night i mean i had people sending me stuff like he's dead he was dead before he left the field i got the same one and then but here's the thing though then i saw that it was it was a tweet that was put out that a lot of people were sending out fake news that it could have been fake news fake news which is why it's always better instead of trying to be first and get ahead of things just wait just sit I back and just sit back and wait and we'll see what happens. Um, because everybody can try to guess what's going on. They can say, Oh, well, we've got this and we've got that. We know what's happening. But in the end, it's you know, it's a quite and then here's the other part about it, Eric. Everybody says it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter last night or today, but at some point it will matter when it comes to the rest of their quote season. Yeah. Because that game won't be replayed. No, first time in NFL history.
1: And he he probably won't be back this season. And how does that work exactly? He may not
0: be back ever. Ever.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's. I don't think he possibly. He's got to get healthy. Whatever. I mean, we got to find out what happened. Yeah, he's going to be the game. We don't know about that. We do know this game. They will not replay this game. How does that work? Some they've some Buffalo players are still in Cincinnati at the hospital hanging out. Others, the rest of the team already went back to Buffalo. They're not turning around this week. They've got a game Sunday. Against the Patriots, and then, then the playoffs start. So, so if you're the NFL, and I know it may not, it's not a big thing in the grand scheme of things. But what they'll probably do is, you know, issue ties or the game didn't count, and you just move on.
2: So a tie is just a half of a point. I mean, that, yeah, where it is is yeah. where it is. Does it affect Cincinnati's? Do are they? I I don't Cincinnati know. Cincinnati was right now. a
0: game behind Buffalo. Buffalo was a game behind the Chiefs. They were all battling for one, two, and three in the playoffs. And guess what? If you issue them ties or they don't play. Nobody's going to be affected. You just stay in the same spots. Nobody's going to jump over anybody else. But that,
2: but then that also, I guess, circumvents Cincinnati having a chance to go. Yeah, ahead. and it also
0: circumvents Buffalo having a chance to go out of Kansas City. Wow, but life is life, man. I guess you're right, but that is big. It's, but as long as this guy's life is saved, yeah, then I think everybody understands that the greater good happened. Yeah, with everything that happened with that whole situation, that is
2: big time. Okay, I don't know what we're gonna have to take that. I, I we will definitely have to tune into ESPN this week to find out what's going on with the standings, well, but man, that is big time letting uh um Buffalo off the hook, I guess, because Cincinnati could well, have come back and said, We well, want to play this game, we really know no, they won't. I know I didn't say they would, oh. I'm just saying they would have the opportunity to say, We would like to have an opportunity to jump ahead of Buffalo. That's all I'm saying.
0: It, but in the grand yeah in the grand scheme of things that's why this is easy for the NFL to just say this game's not happening wow because there's not time <clears throat> and you just go right into the playoffs it's going to happen it just ends last night the game's not replayed stats stay as they are okay <clears throat> and crazy. and and you move on by the way uh we are cancel this cancel the show.com uh thank you for continuing to share the show with whoever you can um it's interesting because um we think that when we do share the shows that they should be shown to a whole lot more people. So you have to do it yourselves. I think there's algorithms in some platforms and we won't say names that stops the show from being <laughs> there shared. Is no doubt. And some capacity, there's no doubt. Uh, Google, but we don't need to say any names, <laughs> but we do think that things uh, are happening and um, thank you for sharing the show. It's important that that does happen. Um, and by the way, um, we are trying, we were working with, uh, to get Tony in Dr. Colucci, the Red Wings team doctor. We'll do that. If we can't do that, we'll move on and have him on at another time. We do have Andy Polichak coming up with Missouri canvas at eight o'clock. Um, your stories as well as you jump in. And as we wait for him to come in on a different note, I, I thought this might be a good time to bring it up, Eric, Michigan and Florida are now making it 100% mandatory for kids to graduate from high school, they must, I repeat, they must take a financial literacy course <laughs> to graduate. It's happening in Michigan and Florida. Those are the only two states right now. Financial literacy class. Perfect.
1: Every school should. Why have hasn't
0: every school they, jumped on on this yet?
1: Back in the day, they had these types of things. not I remember being what in school. The what are the states? Michigan and, and we Florida. Michigan
2: and Florida. So Virginia. Is now having a participation award for its for every student. And it's just a compare and contrast between the Uber liberal schools. I mean, we where we, we report on facts on this show. You know, we have Virginia, which is just completely destroying the the advanced kids in their class. And now you have Florida. You know, I think I had to graduate with Home ec. I mean, my God, you know, it's it's unbelievable that it's this is such a a a huge story yes when you get out of high school you should know how to balance your your checkbook do they even have checkbooks anymore do they have checkbooks anymore you should know the value of the dollar that you should know that you should know what's what's going on with your money so i I, this is amazing this is good
1: it's backtracking but it's backtracking to something good like you said eric when when we were in school i had a home ec class yeah they taught us to cook yeah to sew we had a class that taught us how to balance our checkbook are we How on the rebound taxes? Are
0: we on the rebound? All of those. Why things. would this be in place and then taken out? Because one of our listeners jumped in on the, the comment line and said at their high school uh, for St. Louis people, you get it for Zumalt for people outside of the the St. Louis area. You may not know the school district. They said they had it four or five years ago, but don't now.
1: I know. I don't understand why they take these. Cla- I really don't remember when mm. they used to have shop class. A lot of schools don't have shop classes anymore. Things have changed so much. It's true.
2: It's true. The um, the education system in your backyard, hopefully they're teaching the kids how to be productive citizens and uh, getting them into college. And these participation awards that are, you know, if your if your child is Mensa, yet they are getting a C because of some bizarre bell curve, because everybody needs to be on the same level. Um, those days have to become over. They have to. And we're, we're in we're in dire straits right now. We are. These kids need to understand. If you work hard and you become Mensa, you will you will get all the academic awards. Very few kids. It's a
1: serious
0: subject. But somebody said, you know, we need shop and home economics back in schools. I agree. Oh my god! Yes. And case in point, Lizzie. Yes. My son, (laughs) my senior son, last week said, "Dad, um, in college, do they have like uh, cooking classes?" Because, (laughs) uh, because I'm worried, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Yeah, but." He's like, when I go there, I'm gonna have to like make my own stuff. And, That's right. And and fend for myself. And I was like, I was like, oh, so now you see all the stuff that I do. Now you see. Yeah. He gets used to because I won't say that I'm a good cook or chef. I'm a great food preparer. If you follow directions, you can make good food. You really can.
2: That's and not a quick. That not is quick. not true. Yeah, it
1: is to some degree. Vic,
0: yeah, it is.
2: I can't make scrambled eggs. I am the worst cook well, on the Well, You just are don't not have can't enough. Make cookies. You just don't have enough experience I, doing I it. I can't make anything. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> I, I can't do anything. So that is just not true. I the cakes I tried to make in home economics came out looking more like paste. It was not a good situation. So uh I know that Parkway Central had one of the most amazing um Uh, automotive classes where you, where you would literally rip engines apart. Do they do that anymore? Do they do that anymore? I
1: don't think most schools schools have. I mean, they
2: used to take apart a, a, Eric, here's what they're doing. They used to take apart a Mustang and put it back together. Like,
0: damn, here's what they're, here's what's happening. I don't know if it replaced that, but what you do have now are very complex robotics classes, robotic situations, because as we know now, Robotics have taken over yeah. everything. Yeah, so kids are learning robotics where they never got to learn that in decades in the past. They've upped the ante now. Maybe they're doing that more than quote taking apart an engine, so mm-hmm. to speak, right. that you say for a car. But at the same point in time, robotics. I know my my one son's school. My gosh, we were doing the tour. Of what they had going on from the computer stamp, taking apart computers and putting them back together, and the robotics yeah. and going oh my god right so yes advances have been made yeah. but at the same point in time as you make advances life you skills might not be do that. you life a, skills are important. bingo do life you see skills. a day
2: when when florida now michigan or whoever says we value our kids education we're getting rid of this uh CR, ctr or crt stuff out of our schools or, or anything is bad and detrimental we are going to go and try to hit the mark to be the best in the world do you see a day when 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 there are states that are literally amazing in education and there are states that just have fallen so far behind, Illinois, Virginia. I mean, do, do you see that happening or is it something where everybody will finally get on the boat? And-
1: schools are very different. The schools in St. Louis City are very different than the schools in St. Louis County. It all comes down to funding because if you can't get you proper funding, true? then you can't good, get good teachers or enough teachers. Do you think teachers. it's
2: proper ideology?
1: What do you mean I by would, ideology?
2: Do you know what the word ideology means? Yeah,
1: but how are you relating it to schools? Okay.
2: So I'm saying that if you have a school board that basically wants to say, if, if you say it out loud, our goal, here's our mission statement, we're going to pass it out to all the to all the parents. Our ideology is they will know reading. They will know writing. We will bring cursive back into the school districts. We They will know arithmetic. They'll know we're going to get our kids into advanced calculus. That's our goal. And then in that ideology, in that paperwork that you just handed out to the your parents, there's nothing about critical race theory. There's nothing about the 1519 project or whatever it is. We're talking complete academic. Okay,
1: can I can I tell you something? That's
2: ideology, and I know what you're saying about the funding too. I'd love for all these no, schools to be funded. No, you don't know
1: what I'm going to say yet. What I'm going to say right now about funding is right now with President Biden, with with the Biden regime in charge, if these schools don't make gender-neutral bathrooms, if they don't teach CRT, if they don't teach things like the 1619 Project, guess what? They don't get Title IX funding. That is a law right now. That's legislation that has passed. If you don't allow boys in the girls' locker room, in the girls' bathroom, guess what? You don't get your Title IX funding. That's where we are as a country right now.
2: It seems to me like like what Vic just said is some of these Florida schools are saying, screw that,
0: we're done. We're going, we're going to get
2: these kids back to
0: par. Well, it's well, it's not it's Florida and Michigan just offering or not offering, but telling you you're going to take a financial literacy class that's voted on by school school board members at the state level. That's where that happens. But doesn't it start there? Yeah, that's where everything starts. Desi is that group in the state of Missouri where you can. That's where everything is voted upon upon what the education is going to be for the kids that are going through.
2: Yeah, good story. I mean, seriously, it's like we're we're in, that's one of those stories. It's like time will tell kind of a thing.
1: It's, it's very important because yeah. we have to start teaching our kids life skills. Children have, even, I don't personally have a checkbook. I don't write checks, but I know a lot of people do. You know, we have to be able to teach children how to write a check, how to balance a checkbook, how to manage their finances, how to budget, how to cook the most basic foods, how to do the <laughs> most basic repairs on their vehicle, like change a tire, Change a battery. And there are so many kids out there who have no idea how to do any of these things. And they've become so reliant on ha- having to hire someone to do it. I don't know. I don't have the answer as to why we stop teaching these things in school. I would love to know.
2: Because it's nefarious.
1: <laughs> There's something probably oh, well, nefarious. This, it, Robert it, from our chat line
0: says that robotics is government funded. What does that mean? It's the computer. Is, is that an today? issue? You know, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. And, and Lindsay all. says you got to get rid of Desi. We
1: absolutely have to get rid of Desi.
0: Uh, Drew says, "Who uses checks today?"
1: There are people who use checks. Business owners, I use checks. Uh, checks are important still.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a. Uh, Jay says we have a small school district and low pay. Halfway through the year, no pre teacher, no PE teacher. No eighth grade math teacher. What? The kids are doing online
1: class for math? This is happening all across. It's happening right here in the Winsville School District. It's happening all across the country. We have a shortage of teachers, a shortage of staff in schools, shortage of security in schools. We have a lack of funding in schools. Teachers have to go out and buy their own supplies these days. Everything in the school system is a complete disaster.
0: Ah, uh, Lizzie, with another quote of the day: Robotics can't make an omelet.
1: That is
2: yes, right. they can. But I was going to say <laughs> yes, they can, Lizzie.
1: They, they Lizzie, might. they can do
2: anything. Our robots can build houses now. We three D three D printing can build a house. All you got to do is program what you want, put the slab and in, in find the slab that you want to put it on, and boom, the robot just built your house. There that are machines true. that
1: make omelets. I have one at home.
2: Are you kidding? You are going look at. You are literally going to walk into a McDonald's (laughs) anywhere in the United States in the next 20 years. There won't be anybody working there.
1: That's already happening. You're already happening.
2: You will go to the nice little sign outside. You will push in your order. Pop. You will drive around. And before you get to the other side, a robot will have made your quarter pounder
0: with cheese.
1: It's already happening. There are already McDonald's out there and other fast food restaurants that have one employee and everything's automated.
0: Well, Before we uh, totally run out of time for the first break, uh, we talked about having Dr. Uh, Tony Colucci on. Uh, He is the Red Wings team doctor. Um, He's also in charge of the NHL protocol right now when it comes to incidents that happened uh, with Damar Hamlin on the field last night. Dr. Colucci, as we welcome him in this morning. Uh, For those watching on our um, platforms for the live tv version we don't have a picture
3: but we'll hear he, he's opted out of video <laughs> oh oh i will have to get he's on still in bed i will <laughs> that, that was the difficulty we had he is a
0: good on. good 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 man he is a friend of mine from michigan uh he is also in charge of the nhl protocol and i believe it i'm trying to remember i think it was 2006 uh but he saved yuri fisher's life on the ice yuri collapsed in an nhl game and i uh, helped save his life uh I reached out to doctor to talk about what happened last night with DeMar. Um, Tony, thank you for taking time to join us this morning, my friend. I thought you understood what a video link meant, so I didn't mean to put you in a bad spot.
4: (laughs) No, not at all.
0: Thank you. Hey, um, Doc, you saw what happened last night. You've been trying to jump in on what you could guess what happened because we're not getting updates. Um, Your thoughts on what happened and what could have happened to DeMar.
4: Um, Well, just from the incident that I saw, I mean, um, looks like, you know, he took a blunt trauma to the chest from what I saw. And, uh, you know, he stood up uh, almost immediately and then uh, collapsed. And there's a thing called cabotial cortis that is a uh, disturbance in the uh, cardiac electrical activity and can put him into ventricular fibrillation or terminal rhythm VTAC V-fib and then which doesn't allow perfusion to the brain and then it collapse. And then it needs immediate resuscitation. It appears that uh, that's what happened from what I'm seeing and reading that he had, uh, <clears throat> he had sustained, uh, cardiac activity prior to getting in the ambulance and leaving the building or the, the stadium. So that's good news. Um, one of the questions I
2: always had when I went—I I had a chance to watch. I, they don't play the video. They don't want it. It's kind of a little morbid, but I did have a chance to see what. No, happened. the video
0: isn't. No, the video is everywhere. Is I sent yeah. Scott some video of it. We may show it again. It's fine.
2: Yeah, the the what what I saw, it looked like he he made the tackle. At what point does that happen? Does that happen instantaneously? And all of a sudden, the human body just is trying to figure out what's going on. It looked like he went into a seizure. How does? What does that do to the human, human body when the heart stops that suddenly?
4: <clears throat> well, the, the lack of perfusion to the brain puts you into a convulsion, and similar to what happened to Yuri Fisher. I mean, the, the early reports were that he had a seizure on the bench, but it basically lack of oxygenation and perfusion to the brain puts you into a convulsion, and it appears the same, but the uh, original incident or ailment was going to be cardiac-related. Yeah.
1: And, and Dr. Kuluchi, we, we keep hearing these reports that he's on a ventilator. Is that just standard protocol while they wait to see if there's any type of brain damage or what the brain function is, maybe to let the, bod- the body and the heart rest?
4: Um, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I can't really say standard because each individual's uh, different. And, you know, Yeri, uh, with Yeri Fisher's incident, uh, he had, you know, we used the AED CPR and he didn't require any intubation, either. He was he was sitting up and awake, going to the hospital, and didn't require any intubation. Um, so is it a standard of care? Well, if you're worried about you know the patient's ability to con, uh, protect their airway, the ability to do their own breathing, and like you alluded to, again assessing uh, whatever uh, ultimate results are of uh, brain activity. So I don't know if they have them. You know, post-cardiac arrest, if they're doing a cooling, which is putting a person in a hypothermic situation to protect the brain during this post-cardiac arrest uh, event, uh, that's kind of a, a procedure and protocol that uh, we follow in emergency medicine. So I don't know if that happened. I, I, again, I, I think we all have limited um, available resources and information about what's is- happened post arrest.
2: He is uh, labeled in, in critical condition. Why is he in stable condition? If his heart's working, he's got air. Is it because of what's maybe going on in his brain right now? What do you think the, the reason is for being in critical condition?
4: Uh, well, that I uh, um, in my experience, that somebody who's on a ventilator or intubated and post-cardiac arrest, they're always the next 48 hours. It's a pretty significant event, as we all know. Uh, patient had no perfusion to the body and the organs. Uh, treatment from CPR and AED use had to be used to get the regain the person's uh, heartbeat and activity and circulation. So, anywhere from 48 to 72 hours, especially here that he's on uh, a ventilator. This is we don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, again, he just had a major significant uh, life ending event. Mm -hmm. Here we are watching to see what's going to happen in the next 48 to 72 hours. So that would definitely be considered, you know, in critical condition, but, you know, kind of waiting to see which way he turns. And again, fish, when that all happened, we labeled them the same thing, even though he went, because we didn't know what was going to happen, what was going to happen next and why did it happen in the first place. So he was going to be considered critical.
0: We're talking with Dr. Anthony Colucci, Dr. Tony Colucci. I mean, just dumbing down his big, long title. He's a a Detroit Red Wings team doctor. He's also in charge of NHL protocol for events like this on the ice um, when those sorts of things can happen. I'm curious, um, is it typical protocol, um, Tony, that um, we don't get an update? Because I saw last night where the hospital was going to make an update. Then, no, we're not going to have an update. We're not going to put anything
4: out in the media yet. Um, I would say it's too early, especially in, you know, given the prayers are out for Damar and what's going on with him and his family, I think uh, to get everything organized and we didn't do it either. I mean, I think there was some, you know, I've had some amongst with yourself. I had other friends that were in the media calling me the night that it happened. I said, I can't say anything. Uh, And then we had a press conference the next day. So that's what I'm, expecting is that something's going to come out today in a press conference uh, to explain everything and to give the, the current update on DeMar's condition.
1: And Dr. Kaluchi, this isn't a common injury, correct? It seems like it would be something fairly rare. Like no, just, it's un, just unusual hit turning and etc.
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, we all, especially in emergency medicine, we all read about it and does it happen in our career? But, you know, you can see where there's a blunt uh either a puck a baseball lacrosse ball uh a shoulder to the chest that it has to be right at the specific timing of the qrs complex which is when the heart's beating and the electrical mm-hmm. status and right when you get i believe in our T phenomenon you can go into a commotio cordis it's true. so and it, it's got to be the right speed you think it's going to be the hardest hit or the fastest pitch or whatever but, it, but, like. it, but but the timing is the biggest thing right and then the speed of it doesn't have to be the fastest in fact in some of the studies and literature it shows that like 45 miles an hour which is a pretty slow pitch if you think about it is what really can induce the commotional chorus but it's not only the, the speed of it it's got to be the exact you know you want to say perfect time but it's imperfect timing because it's in the spot that is going to put somebody in a terminal rhythm but it's right. got to be right there so yeah you're right how many times do we see this hit and it doesn't look anything like a major hit right. but he goes down and collapses so we can only speculate and presume that that's what happened to him right now because it didn't look anything like a crushing blow right so
1: and, and an r on t doesn't always result in ventric- ventricular fibrillation, correct
4: correct yep that's
2: correct. right it's now looking at um The the future of this kid—is this the kind of thing that you can see him coming back and playing in the NFL? I mean, if if his heart's okay and there's no brain damage, is this the kind of thing that is uh, not dangerous for him to come back and play?
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a unusual occurrence that happened, and as long as they find out that there's no predisposition on him, that everything this is just uh, like I said the. The timing was just so imperfect that he happened to be the um, victim, so to speak, of this commotional cordis. And if everything checks out okay, as heart as a normal heart, but because it could happen to anybody with a normal cardiac uh, profile, and he he should again, given everything's checked out, he has no predisposition, he should be able to get back and play. Now, you know, as far as his own feeling, because guess like you could just see how everybody is strutting. when this happened to fish, everybody's coming up to me. And when we had games following and visiting saying, like, oh, my God, could this happen to me? And I mean, that that part's going to be part of the fear of not only what's happening to Mar and the, again, the, the hopes and prayers that he's going to be OK, but moving forward. The players are feeling, I uh, just from my own in, uh, experience, that they're like, oh, my gosh, can this happen to me? And not understanding that this is such an odd, uh, like you said, Tabitha, this is an odd scenario that you don't see. Because right. how many sports, do, contact sports do we see? And there's more crushing blows than what we just saw. Mm-hmm. That's and, for sure
1: it would be like being struck by lightning, like the
4: equivalent of that.
0: Dr. Kaluchin, this has nothing to do. I mean, there's people out there that want to rip the vaccine. This has nothing to do with that, right? Myocarditis, any of that stuff. No,
4: no, no.
0: Because there are, I mean, there's been reports out there that soccer players around the world had been dropping. And, you know, there's several incidents of myocarditis, in the enlarged heart, where cardiologists would say, well, we can't prove or not prove from vaccine, those sorts of things that now, are being brought into conversations with athletes anywhere. So uh, a lot of people who might be against it, the vaccine would go straight to, oh, well, maybe the vaccine's associated with this.
4: Yeah, no, this is, uh, again, just from what I'm seeing, this is all truly just uh, mechanical and physical and the the, the timing of it. And the commotion. cordis has nothing that this has been in for centuries, uh, a diagnosis of chest trauma and has nothing to do with the vaccine but everybody's going to use their platform with what they want to uh, say.
0: No, that's for sure. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to join us this morning to educate us. Once again, Dr. Tony Colucci, the medical director of emergency services at Henry Ford Macomb and medical director for the Detroit Red Wings. He's also the co-chair of medical standards committee for the NHL. I mean, as I said earlier, it is the committee that prepares for events like the one that just happened last night. Jay Bowmeister, uh St. Louis Blue went this, through the same thing. Uh, But Jay took a look at it for himself, as you know, Doc, and um, said, "Nah, I'm not going to be playing anymore. I've had a a wonderful career, and I just want a Stanley Cup.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that, like I said, those things that, you know, the EAP, Emergency Action Plan, I'm sure the NFL's got theirs. The NHL, we've developed ours. And since Fish went down, we developed this EAP throughout the league. And from Peverly to Bomeister, I mean, I think we have things in place. We're always – every year we go through it to make sure checks and balances and make sure we're perfecting it so that nothing bad. And there's no, no negative outcome. If an event does happen in somebody's arena.
0: Heck, I didn't even know it happened. A serious event happened to Chris Pronger. I was educated to that today. You know, Chris.
4: Yeah. You know- oh yeah. It happened in Joe Lewis actually. Joe He's Lewis a- arena. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Same thing with Chris. I, I was. Yeah, he took a that. puck to the chest and collapsed. And um, I think maybe when he landed, he kind of, reverted back to his normal rhythm but that's what's presumed that you know again you can't find this in real time because you don't have a recording what exactly he rhythm he went into but that's the background of pronger's story that when he collapsed at joe lewis
0: um hey as we let you go this morning is it all right if i tell my co-host and my friends uh the celebrity who you say because he talked about it so publicly sure all right <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> he did uh one Eminem is walking around healthy today because of Dr. Tony Colucci. What? Yeah, he, he, even, he even had, do you know what song it was that he wrote about you or rapped about uh, you? He,
4: he, 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 I tell him that, but he didn't rap about me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, need a, I need a doctor. It wasn't about me. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> but great. when Eminem had some issues with substance abuse, uh, he showed up at Dr. Colucci's uh, clinic and Dr. Colucci literally saved Eminem's life. And
4: Eminem gives Dr. Colucci credit for saving his life in Detroit. What, what happened?
2: Can you say what happened?
4: What That's was... up
0: to Dr. Colucci.
4: Uh, I'll leave it at alone. Yeah, no, he just, uh, he's, he's in a good place right now. He's a great guy. Good for him. But I, I can
0: that. say that, let's just say some items showed up at your house. And, and a thank like you. Like a Rolls Royce?
4: No, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 we have a really good relationship. He's a great guy. Super guy. I love to hear that. He got through a dark spot. and He's very good very good guy. Well, we cover a lot
0: of things on this show. We appreciate it. Uh, Tony, you're awesome. Um, you've always been there for me. We appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in this morning and, uh, we'll catch up. Okay.
4: Okay. Thank you guys. Thank All you. right.
0: Dr. C- Tony Colucci, just an awesome doc. Awesome. Great guy. He also taught my now senior in high school, how to play chess in Detroit a long, long time ago. Really? Yeah. Man, it's, we're just such a wild show already this morning. Yeah, I know, and, and him saving Eminem's you're life telling me
2: is, le- is <laughs> I'm legit. I'm
3: sweating over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've been working very hard back there, Scotty. No, I think it's fair. I can, say, I can say. I can. I think it's fair. I can say this. um Cancel this hot yoga. A massive television showed up at Dr. Tony Colucci's house, courtesy of. Uh, Mm. yeah, oh, that's after so nice. after Dr. Colucci saved his life, that's nice.
1: And I'm glad to hear that Eminem is doing well, yeah. And something I hope we can later on in the show or another day touch base on we've had so many comments about the yeah. vaccine and this injury and how it may or may not relate. I hope at some point we can come back and touch base on that.
0: Well, we would after this, but we got such a packed yes, show, yes, we do. Andy check with Missouri Canvas coming up. You won't want to miss this interview either. If you've ever had any questions as to what happens with voting. Is it legit? Is it not? What's happening throughout Missouri? And the same practices that are going on in Missouri would apply all over the country. So we know we have listeners internationally. We know that right now, the information we're going to get could apply to you as well in your state. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. It'll be a quick one. We'll jump in with Andy Palachuk after this. It's Cancel This. Go to canceltheshow.com for all of our original content. And please share the show if you like what we're doing. We'll be back right after this. For Scott Gherkin, who is... Rocking and rolling on the boards, Eric Johnson. Tab of the hassle on Vic Faust. Back with more right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to Cancel This. Happy Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. Scott Gurkin with us on the boards, our tech man, Eric Johnson, yeah. Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Uh com. Check out all of our shows, our original content. You can also jump on there. You can donate to help if you agree with what we're doing, the kind of programming that we're doing as well. Uh, cancel this show.com donate. You can find it there as well. Uh, thanks again to Dr. Uh, Tony Colucci, Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings team doctor and, uh, the man in charge of the NHL's protocol when somebody's heart stops, as we saw last night in the NFL mm-hmm. with Tamar Hamlin, by the way, if any updates come up, we'll certainly get that along to you. Appreciate the, the content that we're getting, uh, from people bringing into that as well. And by the way, that's a legitimate story. Uh, Dr. Colucci Colucci did save Eminem's life. Um, he uh, took care of them after an incident and uh, they became good friends afterwards. So we appreciate you jumping in Uh switch gears. Now uh, we're talking with Andy Polcheck. He is the vice president of freedom principle with Missouri canvasser and Angie, Andy, thanks for jumping in with us this morning. Devin is like, we got to get Andy on, we got to get Andy. And we're like, we can't wait to see what Andy has. Where do you want to start with the platform that we're giving you this morning?
5: Uh, can you guys hear me? Okay. Oh yeah. We okay. can Hopefully awesome. you can hear us. Yeah, I think you guys have a lot better equipment there than I do, so I just want to make sure it's uh, it's coming <laughs> so through loud and clear. So
0: what's <laughs> you sound great. So what's got <laughs> you what's got you going this morning? What has uh, your heart? Taken? Uh, well,
5: <laughs> well, you know, the more you learn, the more angrier you get. So it kind of just you know makes you not sleep so well. Um, and and I think a big mistake that a tablet that I'm guessing the most you guys are aware of as well is that folks make here in our red state of Missouri is that uh, all of our Republicans are on our side. Right. That is not true. Just blatantly not true. It took me one year being involved in politics, going that's to, such a uh, massive statement, Andy. I, it is a massive statement, It's a massive statement. And it's and, you know, I think what you see in the national level is also true here in the state level. And if you if, if I wanted to control things as a oligarch or whatever word you want to put me, would it not make sense to control at the local level as well? outside of just the national level? And would oh, it not make yeah. sense to control the city councils of say, I don't know, St. Charles or other city councils or Kirkwood where I grew up so you can build you know, big houses and tear down the little ones we used to live in. <laughs> right, right, and so you know, all this is interconnected. Uh, but what I wanted to talk to you guys about more than anything today, which I think is the most important is something about our elections here in Missouri, because let's presume nothing I said is true, right? Um, if we have our elections where there's a high degree of confidence in them, which we know by polls, there is not a high degree of confidence in our elections, then what I'm saying can be more easily refuted, right? Um, And so obviously there's been a lot of concerns with machines. I fundamentally believe, Cause America fundamentally believes that is Mike Lindell's organization. Uh, I'm not gonna speak for Missouri camera, so I believe they agree. Freedom principles agrees that the machines are effectively rigging votes, right? In in Missouri, it's a little bit different, right? We know we're a red state. We know the Republicans are going to win in most areas. Um, so if I get the people I want in the primaries in, then I have a different, you know, I have a different outcome. Let's say I have more control over the outcome, right? Um, and I think there's different layers of this. There's people that are controlling it. There's people that know what's going on or kind of funneling some of the money and kind of controlling what happens with the voting machines. And then I think there are people that are kind of, you could call them useful idiots, right? They kind of are just. You know money makes people do certain things i think some of you all got hit by issues with money in the past right and, and who who was kind of loyal to who to get back to the point um so the 2020 election got me involved in election issues in missouri it got me involved with missouri canvassers we went out there and uh we basically canvassed in 10 different counties and came back with some really scary results there's about a 25 percent error rate in terms of phantom voters ghost voters People didn't even exist people out of state all kinds of issues like that st charles county had a lot of issues st louis county had a lot of issues st Char- uh st louis city you could hardly do it in because first of all everybody's against you well i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people and second of all these apartments that just don't even exist all kinds of things like that so mike lindell formed cause of america and linda rance who is effectively the organizer and for both cause of america and missouri canvassers um, after seeing all this stuff, after trying to fight in the legislature, after getting a bill passed that helps, but also has some problems in it with absentee voting and things like that. And it almost seems like they wanted to give you a carrot, but didn't want to give you what you really wanted. Um, you know, and, and then we had Bill Igle come out not too long ago to his credit. And, you know, he put a bill out, uh, basically saying, Hey, we need to get rid of these machines. Right. Um, a lot of us don't believe and, uh, and Bill, I'm glad Bill did that. Bill is probably one of the politicians I have the most loyalty to in the state of Missouri right now. Uh, I think I'm supporting his governor race, so on and so forth. But the problem is, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to kill that bill. They're probably going to not even let it get out of committee. Um, you have this, the clerks, and that's a, another issue who believe they these machines are great. I don't know that they're so much corrupted as they are um, influenced by the machine companies who pay for their conference and you know wine and dine them in Springfield and do all these other things that has to do, that's called training. Um, but what Linda realized is the way Missouri is set up. Is and and I'm going to be candid. I I have some concerns with John Ashcroft, but he is right saying he doesn't have the control in Missouri over how voting is done. The local county clerks and the Board of Elections do. That's right. So what Linda Rance realized is that she went and she dug into all of these existing statutes, right? And she was like, "Hey, what can we do without involving the legislature?" Because a lot of us believe, and maybe we're wrong, but a lot of us believe that the legislature is. Compromised, right? Or they're just not going to do what you want. Maybe some of them just don't believe what we're saying. They should look at the data and look at the research because it pretty much indicates we're right. But so she said, okay, what can we do? And what she found is there's already laws that allow paper ballots, and there's a system for counting via paper ballots. And so most of what is said, of course, when you suggest that is, oh, we can't do that. You know, oh, it, it'll take too long. It'll take a month to get you know the results back. Um, and you know, then there's other excuses about costs and so on and so forth. Uh, we dug into that. And we're continuing to, to dig, dig into that. And what we're finding is none of those excuses are actually true. Mm-hmm. And, and to get to the point of it all, she developed a 255 page document. We did a webinar last Thursday with Mike Lindell, Dr. Frank and uh, Professor Clements, who are all kind of big deal guys in the election integrity movement. And. Um, and basically what we presented is that we. Based on her research, based on what into the book, based on kind of trial runs we've done, and looking at kind of the three different types of counties there are in Missouri. There's a Class One, Class Two, Class Three counties. Generally based on population, but doesn't always break down like that. Because Cape Girardeau, for example, is a Class One county, so it's looped in with kind of you know St. Louis County and and St. Charles County, which doesn't exactly fit. But um, we found that it's completely possible to do paper ballots. Uh, The laws exist right now that the county clerks can go back and do them like that they'll save money because the machines are, you know, first of all, there's machines that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that are in precincts in rural Missouri, where 67 people vote. So you can break down the math on that. That's not a good deal for that county. Right. And, um, so, so on the webinar, what we, what we kind of proved out is there is a system that can be done like this. The clerks can, can take it on themselves. Um, it is, you know, obviously there's going to be training involved, but because of the cost of the machines and everything to support the machines and the errors in the machines is so high, the paper ballots are a cheaper solution and they're a better solution. Yes. And what we had come out of that is Mike Lindell is actually very excited about the situation. He may be coming to Missouri next Thursday. We may be going to the Capitol. We're kind of seeing what happens at this point um, and having some high level discussions on trying to see if we can get support for this, which kind of shows people's hands in our view. Um, But but what we're trying to do right now is evangelize people in the more rural counties, because that's where this is going to start, where it's going to be the easiest to get going to form groups, educate themselves. If there's holes in the process, fine, let us know. We want to hear about that. Um, We'll fix those. We'll work with people to fix those. And then effectively, once there's large enough groups to go to the county clerks and say, why don't you do this? You know, why don't this will give people confidence in the elections again and doing this will, um, you know, and and again, let's say we're 100 percent wrong. The problem with, you know, the analogy that Linda Rance gives with all this is the problem with the machines is because of the proprietary code, because of the way it's all structured, we can't ever get in there and see what's actually going on. That's a big problem. That's pretty much the equivalent of the analogy she gives. is you go to the grocery store, we all know the prices have gotten ridiculously high. You get, the, you get you know, your total, but how do you know you weren't mischarged for something along the way? How do you know you didn't get the sale price? If they just give you the, the final number, you don't know what happened. You know, and and, and you don't really don't have to have that much knowledge about code to understand that you can program something to do anything you want, you know. And so um, so that's kind of my highest level thing I want to talk about. I just talked a lot. I know you
1: guys. Andy, can you you explain to everyone what it what what the election would look like with paper ballot ballots? Sorry.
5: Sure. From a high level, I can. Uh, I'll be candid that because of the holidays and everything going on, I haven't even got through the document entirely because it's 255 pages, but I have been involved in kind of the testing and everything involved, so I do know enough to kind of give a high level. Um, so, honestly, it would be quite similar to what we did prior to the machines coming in, um, mostly 80s, early 90s, yeah. where, um, you know, uh, people fill out their paper ballot, they put it in a box, um. You can actually count, you know, some of those fears about not being able to be get the results out that evening, which obviously they're not doing a very good with I'm job with machines these that day. Yeah. No, completely agreed. And also look at what's happened in Arizona. It's taken three three days, a week, you know. Clearly they're just extending it so they can rig it, right? So, um, so basically, you know, then a Democrat and Republican is the way it works in Missouri is the two major parties based on the last election get to um, be the ones that are the judges, which is gonna be Democrat and Republican for a long time. Uh, you have to have one on both uh, on both sides, right? So they take the ballots out and they have kind of a checklist that runs down with numbers. So it's organized in batch processing. And then you just dab based on what you see. One person reads out the vote while the other one dabs. Yep. And so generally it's like a four-person process, although two people can do it. And you have the Democrat and Republicans there sitting there watching, making sure nobody's cheating. And then you run down the line and at the end, you 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 aggregate all the batches, you you keep all this in paper, right? So if there's ever an issue, issue. Nothing can be changed. Now, of course, there is other opportunity for fraud, but it re- it's reduced materially compared to what it is with the machines. And then at the end, you take these batch processes and you add them all up and you can do this. I believe it is, it could be wrong, but it's in the book, which I'll share with you guys at some point here, uh, whenever you want. It, I believe an hour after the election starts, I think it's once every hour, I, I, you can actually start counting. So you can actually do the counting as the ballots are coming in and so that way you'll you'll get you actually we believe in most places you'll be able to get the results that night it may be late mm-hmm. right but the idea there is you'll be able to um, you know have those results and then you know a question came up at the webinar well how are you going to get the results to a central location and I think it was Doctor Frank said uh, well you use a telephone
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right exactly and you know
5: if there's a problem uh, we have it you know it's all in paper you can go back to it you absolutely. know
2: absolutely it's just such a it's so sad that you know, 50% of Americans or maybe 100% of Americans, who knows, they just don't trust the voting system. I'm telling you where, and when I started to really freak out about this is when COVID happened and our government, our, you know, it's infinite wisdom said, Oh no, it's fine. We'll mail you a ballot and then you can drive it to a a undisclosed location and put it in a box. I was like, Oh my God, that is how, how shady is that? And it was like, Our government officials who have been clamoring about democracy for the last four weeks for this election can't see, man, that's a major problem. And and to me, what you said is dead on accurate. You get your lazy ass up on a Tuesday morning. You drive to your polling station. You show them your ID and you say, I'm going to vote. Here's the paper ballot, like a number two pencil, like when we were back in high school, Vic. And then you basically slip it through the machine and it registers your vote. You walk on. And everybody trusts the vote.
0: What the hell is the problem
2: with
5: I that? I know.
0: I I agree with you, Eric, and I what like the what Andy the says. But Andy, um, I, I'm just going to be the devil's yeah, advocate sure. over here. Yeah, go ahead. What do you really think the chances of this happening in St. Louis County are? So
5: they will be the last one to do this. Actually, there was, I'm going to tell I, you, it's slim to none. What about St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah. I know so, the people
0: there. I've done behind-the-scenes stories. And they love the technology.
5: Oh, yeah. No, I know. And and I think collectively the four people in charge there make a, a half a million dollars a year if we did the math correctly. Um, and I'm not trying to bash them, but that's an interesting number. Um, and so let me tell you this. We were at an event last Thursday and one of the people there, who I'm not going to name names, but was asked, you know, what about this? And he's like, oh, we're not going to do that. And we said, well, if all the other counties in Missouri do it and the representatives and the senators vote to say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. <laughs> and so, to be quite candid, what we believe is going to happen is we're going to evangelize in the more rural and somewhat call it Exurb counties, like if you want to call Franklin County and Exurb County, things like that, and Kansas City, a similar thing. And then we're going to force them, because we're if going you to show the them,
0: them legally—that would be fantastic. I love well, the idea. You, I don't understand why you can't. Why can't you'd, you'd, you'd have by, to do it at the state level? Why can't a person, and then but, lobbyists get involved, Eric? They will, and then a lot of oh, no, money I mean, are involved. Yeah. So so lobbyists will dictate what the Senate decides to do. And if St. Louis County pays for very expensive lobbyists and then they have poll over the people at the Senate level, then guess what happens, Eric? Then St. Louis County
5: wins. Andy knows what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but here's the answer to that. There's 116 voting precincts in Missouri, which includes the Board of Elections. If we get... Even 90, and see, this gets back to what the big statement I made earlier. I don't believe a lot of the people getting elected, even in the rural counties, and if you talk to a lot of legislatures, even in St. Louis County and in the areas around St. Louis, they will agree with this, are Republicans or even conservative. They are representing a goal, an agenda. Okay. If you are educating the folks, which has been happening in the last two years, about making sure they actually elect actual conservatives, actual patriots, and you are fixing the voting apparatus... And obviously, they're still going to play games, they're still going to get people in their primaries, they're still going to split the vote, they're still going to do all these games. And you have to watch out for that. I mean, you see this, arguably in St. Charles County, other places as well. Um, What you're going to be doing is you're going to be electing better representatives and better senators that are then going to be making sure they can control the votes. So then they can challenge the lobbyists. That are doing what you're saying in Saint in Saint Louis. I County hope this happens.
0: When is a goal? Because I I don't see this happening in my lifetime for Saint Louis County. <laughs> Go back to um, and I'm well, not being negative. No, I, I understand. It. I understand.
5: I understand exactly where you're coming from. We've been. I've dealt. I've this. done stories with those people there. <laughs> they are very convinced that their machines have no problems, and they don't want to hear otherwise. Um, I think it's called hardened hearts from a Christian point of view. <laughs> um, so, I think. In St. Louis County, and St. Louis City is the real evil beast, right? Like, and I live there. Kansas City, obviously, as well. Um, it will take several years, if not a decade, and I don't want to be, but, but here's the thing. Things happen slowly, and then they they avalanche, right? That's how things happen, in my in my experience. So our initial goal is to get some counties to use this for the April election. We think we can do that because we already started some conversations. We want to prove out that it will work. Of course, people are going to attack it. They're going to look for every problem they can. And yeah, anytime you try something new, be an entrepreneur. You guys are, you know, things are going to go wrong and people are going to attack you and call you names. That's how it works. Haters they're called. Um, And yet there are things we're going to have to address. But then the goal is if we prove that out and we get more and we get more in each election cycle, we get more and more and more. We keep machines from getting bought. You slowly prove out that it works. Um, and you get people more educated, you get people more involved, it creates this kind of missionary effect where, uh, you know, I, I could see in s- four to six years, and I know some people in, on my team, I'm, I'm saying this for me personally, that that St. Louis County would be under pressure to do this. Yeah. Um, I would hope it would be sooner. I think it's unacceptable that it's not sooner, but I'm trying to be realistic. We um, have and to again, get
1: rid of the machines. Yes. And Andy, and, and, go ahead. These guys have not watched 2,000 Mules yet. We're going to have a 2,000 Mules viewing party.
5: That's That's why we're
1: waiting for the We're going to have a (laughs) meeting party. Um, A lot of people, and I'm not picking on these guys, a lot of people say that there's no such thing as election fraud, that it doesn't happen, that it's not easy to happen, and that we claim election fraud all too often. Can you explain ways in which even a a simple county like St. Charles County where election fraud can occur?
5: Sure. Uh, Well, first of all, if you go to uh, Frank Speech, Cause of America, Missouri, or even if you go to your browsers, for some reason Google lets it rank, Cause of America, Missouri, you'll see a bunch of articles on this that will explain this. I'll I'll go from the high level first. Um, With machines, it's been proven that tabulators can literally change votes. I mean, you know how you can upload your ID and I can put your picture on my ID and all of a sudden you're me? That's how graphic imaging works. Mm -hmm. Well, they program machines to be able to change the way a ballot, you know, make this disappear, move it over here, you're done. Um, And then they don't really look at those ballots. And When they do an audit, it's not what you think. They're not comparing the ballot to the actual vote. They're looking at what the machine said and the number. It's not really an audit. It's a really bad audit, right? Um, And so so that's the higher level. There's also, you know, that's the tabulator. So that means even if you're using paper ballots and the tabulators, that's a problem. There's also... um, and by the way, there's a lot of ways to do election fraud. Just to be clear. I'm going to go on to the high level ones I know, and that I believe are happening in Missouri. Then there's the vote cast machines. Uh, those can just simply say, "Yeah, you didn't vote here. You voted there. Done." Right? Um, then there's the there's an ongoing issue that Gateway Pundit covered that is about how the post office and this is a pretty big one, but we oh, believe yeah. there's, there's data to indicate this is true. They change the zip code. So if you live on uh, name a street in St. Charles or you know St. Louis County. Um, and then I change the zip code. Guess what? Your absentee ballot goes back to the post office and the post office has, I don't know, 15,000 ballots, right? So what is it? What, I don't know. The post office has a lot of suspicion in general, but that's another story. Yes. And then if you want to talk about on the ground ways to do it, um, you, I I talked about earlier, when Missouri canvassers looked at these registration issues, we found that there was about a 25% issue with phantom voters, ghost voters. Um, and the issues with those are, uh, basically, I can say you, we found a sitting senator, and actually, I believe we're allowed to say this. Senator Onder had someone at his house, former Senator Onder, who hadn't lived there in 20 years, who owned the house, and was voting. Oh <laughs> registered to vote.
1: I had no idea. Wow.
5: Major, major problem, right? And so well, there's some proof um, of what you're saying. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it, it yeah. seems like
2: the ballot isn't sterile anymore. It's it's like the most sterile thing that has to happen is that when the when the pollster hands the ballot to you and directs you to go vote, it seems like there's that check and balance between, you know, a, an official pollster in, in your vote. And it's Overly always protected.
5: Overly yeah. complicated. You can't look at what's behind the scenes. You can't test it. And it's interesting is this machine voting fraud goes back to there's something in, in New York when they first invented these levers, right? You, you could pull a lever for how you voted. Yeah. Well, the guys in the back could change the lever of how you vote worked.
1: Wow. And, and
5: you know, with New York and Tammany Hall, if you're familiar with Tammany Hall, There's been a, you know, it's just amazing when these people make these large statements and you even had the Democrats in 2016 that were admitting there was, you know, there's, they were calling out the machines. It's just whoever wins doesn't, you know, they don't want you to think there is a a good
2: question. Have you ever, have you ever, as of right now, Mm -hmm. could you do your own 2000 mules type movie and say in St. Louis County, we know that this is happening in St. Charles. We know that there's been a problem here and it has, it has actually flipped a vote where it should have been a Republican
5: to a Democrat. Is yeah. there
2: anything you know of like that?
5: Well, there was. Can you, the you name, April, uh, can you name yeah. the candidate? Well, there was an April. Uh, this was a big deal that kind of brought a lot of people in St. Charles into our movement. they were already in it, but kind of they got us real involved. Or they got real involved with us and whatnot. And we made a lot of friends um, in the April election last year. I believe that's right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tabitha. There was a school board candidate that in Wentzville won. There's a far left progressive, yes. far left progressive. Now, just look at that on its face. And by the way, this is how, part of this is psychological, right? I lived in California when in, in the eastern suburbs of Oakland that were very red, that they changed to blue when I lived there. Some of this is psychological, right? Some of it, they're saying to yourself, oh, OK, well, the candidate you know, didn't win in Kirkland Webster because Kirkland Webster is now liberal, but they won in Eureka. So the voting's fine. Everything's great. everyone's, you know, go back to what you're doing. <laughs> That's messing with your head. And people just don't realize how psychological this stuff is. I think St. Louis County is still purple, if not light red. Personally. Yeah, me too. Agreed, but you wouldn't know
0: that by any previous elections in the last five years. One hundred
5: percent. So in St. Charles, this far left progressive one, which by the way, there's a video of him of two candidates running, joking about rigging machines. Um, I don't know, you know, getting fake votes. Then when we dug into the numbers, there was a, you know, we had a a, some folks out. I believe it was Defiance. No, it was Augusta voted, and they were able to vote twice, even though they had their absentee ballot and they tested it. They actually they sent to arrest or they didn't, I don't think they arrested, but they charged all the charges were dropped against those folks for testing and finding out the problem. I'm trying not to name names and bash people.
1: Why is it a hard
2: time. time naming names just because they haven't had their due process or what is the problem? Is it a legal issue? Because It's such a no, big deal. no,
1: no. I think names out there without permission. Well, he,
5: he actually, here's the biggest issue. Everybody's friends with everybody. This is a relatively small state. And I mean, even, even people who I think are generally good guys in Missouri and politics, they don't want to see their friends go down and see. That's I want them all to go to
0: jail. But why you just said what you said, everybody's friends with everybody in the state of Missouri, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. exactly why I think it's difficult to get okay. some of these things 100%. done in the state of Missouri. But I think I've learned since moving up. here seven and a half, almost eight years ago, how politics work
5: in the state of Missouri. And I don't think a lot of people really want to know. They don't. You're right. Just like they don't want to know that their corporations are generally run by, with some exceptions, people that are not always the most ethical. It's it's like the buddy system, right? And it's kind of like, and this isn't to bash fraternities, but if you're in a, a group or everybody's friends, you back your buddy because that's your buddy, and your buddy backs you if something goes wrong. You know, it's it's almost like a softer version of the mafia. Not to you know say everybody's friends and their organizations are all you know like that bad, but um, I, you know, it's uh, it, and to end out that situation in April, um. There were 300, and ended up we dug in more and more and more. We found that the city council members had kids that were registered at their address that were voting at their addresses who'd lived other places. There was all kind you know they were they we refused to look into the issue. The board of elections supervisor there or a director, um, there was an issue they found where 300 votes had just disappeared. You had some really weird issues with the age of people voting. A lot of 90 year olds, not that 90 year olds don't vote, but it kind of didn't seem to you know add up. And there's Kenny had a lot of young people voting too. Um, and then you know we 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 pushed for an audit, and Joe Brazzle was pushing very hard for it. There was one other guy I can't remember his name right now, um, but there were some of what I would call the more seemed, seemingly owned folks on the council who. We don't hear it. We don't care. We can't do anything. Go away. Yeah. And I mean, you had we a lot of have,
2: we can't have a, a, a society where you wake up the next day after election day, and go, man did Sam page really win that damn election or how in the hell did the senile old guy win the presidency or, you know, I mean there, or maybe he did. I mean, we just don't know. It's to the point where like the, the stress of knowing did the election, was it legitimate? And I'm, I, am I, to tab at this point, I don't want to watch 2000 mules because I'd like to wake up the next day going, man, this country is just not that jacked up.
0: But it's yeah. also interesting for Andy's on your, to jump onto your question statement, Eric, when only
5: 30% of a County is voting. Yeah, is a terrible problem. Engagement uh, is a terrible problem. And it's,
3: it's that, very, very, and then it's very
0: difficult to prove anything but, because you really don't, you can't say a County is this or that if the overwhelmingly the majority of the County isn't
5: voting.
1: What was it? 20%? Am I not right?
5: No, no, you are right. I agree with you on that. It, it, that's a, but, you, I could give another half an hour speech on how pathetic the lack of engagement of our fellow citizens is and how, I mean, the excuses are terrible, too. Our, our generations before us, our parents or grandparents, uh, they did so much. And they didn't have, you know, they, they, they were they were raising their kids. They were doing, they were politically involved. They were working. They were, you know, raising kids. They were doing whatever they needed to do. And now the excuse is, and look, I understand people have kids. I understand people are busy. I understand people want to have free time. I understand they want to go to the lake but you can make little sacrifices with little bits of time to get out there and actually do something yeah, about right. this. Let's, and it is vote
2: let's let's talk about that for just a second yeah. i so right now you have to wake up on a tuesday usually the first tuesday of the month and you have to go to this place it's usually a school or a dank church or something like that and you have to go and you have to you do that's how it works what if we invented a system where voting was Three weeks prior, and you could do it at a Starbucks, or you could do it somewhere where you, why not where people day? actually go. You have one vote, make it count, and do it right. And it's a paper Gosh. ballot. I mean, see, why can't we just reform the whole system to where we might be able to go? Hey, when you go to the supermarket, you'll be able to vote. It'll be your one vote, but
1: Gee, you'll be okay. Could cheat if you did that.
5: I, I, so the only thing I would, I would hesitate on that in is the more time you give them to see where the results are going, the more time right. you give them to change things. What I would no, like am no, no. a I'm holiday, su- I'm not that. a one day holiday. I agree calls, with, that. I'm agreeing
2: with that, but I'm yeah. saying, what I'm saying is that if the problem is that they're just, to you know, I got to go to work. I got kids on that Tuesday. I can't do it. You know what? I don't do mail-in. I don't know even know how to use the mail system to do a mail-in ballot. Maybe, we can bring the voting to the people what
5: mm. you know here's the thing the more complex i understand where you're coming from but the more complex you make it we found the more they find ways to jack it up you know it, it seems like the simplest way to do it is the way we used to do it where you have precincts of less than a thousand people you have one day election voting, and maybe there's some excuses for people that are truly invalid, right? But you got to be careful because they go in these nursing homes and they get all the you know they get the votes for all the old folks. That's been proven. There's suspicions of that in St. Charles County and St. Louis County as well. It, I don't think it's as bad as it was in Wisconsin and some of the other states, but I think there's definitely issues with it here. The simplest way, frankly, is just to do it all in one day and to get it all done and to end. And out. But I do agree is, with you that we you should let
3: the everybody of the off. Everybody's
5: that- off.
0: But Andy, I agree with that too. I wish we could do it one day, paper ballot. It's all there because I saw what happened
1: Hand two presidential
0: elections ago. I mean, I saw what happened, or excuse me, with the, the Biden-Trump, what happened overnight. I hate it, despise it. it. When elections Great. stop, oh, we're going to stop for a while counting and uh, we'll get back to you. But my problem with this is the fact that it's a one-day election, and I've always said we should have a one-day holiday. I agree with you, Andy. Um, what if we did get 80 or 90% turnout I don't know. We wouldn't be able to handle it. Our, our our election headquarters would not be able to handle it. I don't think it
5: would finish in a day. I think you're you may be accurate on that, but that sounds like a good problem to have. That we it would does. then have to we would have to adjust for next time around. Um, and I also would say it's most likely true that what you would see is there would be an increase over time to get there like each election cycle the only way i would see that happening is and i actually am fearful this may happen is if there's an economic collapse or everybody's really mad and they finally realize how screwed up everything is because i try to they tell almost people lost that their either. house they almost lost their house you know that's um, the only because, way we're going to get 70 percent voting yeah, yeah pain, pain 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 do you, do you
2: yeah. want to weigh in on uh something that challenges me every single day this border Maybe. situation there's <laughs> 5 million people coming uh, across the border there's 20 million people maybe 40 million people that are illegal in the country right now that basically do remedial jobs they're they're now our next door neighbors in the next 15 years it's said that they're trying to make laws to make to legalize these people i mean you talk about a fraud situation are do we have a situation where illegal immigrants are starting to vote in these communities i believe and, so see I that how do you fix that problem? Is that just
5: a You need a, there is a way to fix that problem. Um, you need a, we have photo ID in Missouri now. What we need is voter ID and what voter ID is ties you to citizenship. See, they've intentionally, all this stuff is a coordinated plan, right? And people say, Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> okay, Andy, I am 100% with you, Andy. <laughs> and so you- the thing is it, it's citizenship. If you tie it to citizenship, it used to be tied to social security. Well, then they disconnected that, right? Um, if you can do, and honestly, to Ashcroft's credit, who I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge fan of, um, I believe he suggested that some other people, folks have as well. He that did. will make it a lot harder. That will make it a lot harder. Um, and so you need that. Now you also need, uh, I mean, I, I don't have much sympathy for illegal immigration. I, I personally think people should be put back on a, on a, on a bus and I go, oh you can't do that. Well, I don't know. They're here illegally.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. If yeah. I well, get caught they come
5: after me. They put me in jail, right. you know? Right. So.
1: 100% and all of those people coming over we know those are all democrat voters because and we know that's why we have an open border say. because they are democrat voters they're going to come in they're going to be met with a resettlement coordinator who's going to register them to vote as a democrat but you know, i want to backtrack a little bit uh, because when we were talking about people <laughs> voting and the lack of voter turnout wasn't st louis city around 24% Something for the the term. I
5: think that's for the midterm. Yeah. If you look at any of the other elections, it's like 10%. It's terrible. It's, it's I work so the polls.
1: Sad. Waffle. It's so Waffle. sad. And it was to the point in St. Louis City where they were paying people a $100 or, or sometimes cards. more gift or gift cards to just work the polls because they can't even get anyone to work the polls. So there's no monitoring system going on. And the voter turnout is completely unacceptable. But I don't know how we get people out to vote, and I really worry that it's going to take some major catastrophe. We're going to have to. I always say that we're not going to stand up and do anything until we're sitting in our house. We're cold. We have no fuel in our vehicles. We have no food in our refrigerator. We have no heat, and then finally, people might say, "Hey, maybe I should vote." But then it's too late. And then it's too late.
5: See, I, I, I would disagree. It's too late only because, from a historical perspective, there's all kinds of examples I could live on what I could, I could give where it looked like the world was about to collapse that, you know, the battle of Vienna, all kinds of things where at the end, because of things, you know, sit on the edge of a pin, right. That people did something and then it changed, you know, and you can always, I mean, look at Skynet with Terminator. I know that's not a realistic example, but the point is, People can change things if they're involved enough, even at the point where it feels like it's it's gone. Right. Like everything has been destroyed in Missouri. We're not as far gone as Arizona yet. We're not as you know, St. Louis County is not as bad as Maricopa County yet. Right. Um, And so my view of that is uh, I do unfortunately think we need pain and I think we're getting that pain. It's either really what's happening economically right now. I was actually in economics and finance majors, investment banker, private equity. What's happening right now is the Federal Reserve has two choices. They can either continue to allow inflation to happen to ridiculous levels or raise interest rates, which will eventually collapse the economy. They're trapped. So either you your, see your stock market collapse depressed. or see you pay thirty dollars for for milk. Right. And now, how does that end? Well, my view is you back it with gold and silver. I also have a lot of gold and silver, so I'm biased
1: as <laughs> yeah. <Yes>, you should. <laughs>
5: So, do you um, think that the
2: pain really is going to make people care? Because there was a lot of pain in this last election. I mean, there was a lot of gas price hiking, there was a lot of inflation.
5: You know, where the problem is the problem to me is the upper middle class. And I I, and I come from the upper middle class, but I'm from Kirkwood, right? Which is different now. And I obviously I'm done okay for myself. Um, I think the people that are the most influential are not feeling enough pain yet. It's my mother Mm -hmm. who I love to death who lives in Kirkwood who has a pension for over 100k a year. You know what I mean? Like, there's until they start to feel it, which they will, based on where these prices are going, and I really feel sorry for the the, the you know the middle class because they're going to get squeezed. Um, it's going to keep being, uh, uh, you know, I don't see it, it. Doesn't bother me too much, you know. I'm going to Florida, you know, and and again, I'm not trying to bash these people. I like going to Florida That's too. That's not right? matching. It's yeah, really but annoying. it's 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 you know you gotta. It, it, and I wish that I could get people to pay more attention, but you kind of have levels where you have your kind of your Democrat who who thinks we're all crazy, right? And then you have, there's a little bit of them that are getting closer to realizing what's waking up. You have your kind of, well, you know, Republican that's moderate, who's like, oh, that's not right. And they, they you know, they, and sorry about the Fox News, but sometimes Fox News is full of it, right? Or doesn't really represent the whole story. And then you have people that maybe watch you guys' show, you know, and then you have people that, and honestly, there's some seriously stuff that's way out there too that I don't even agree with, right? But um, reality is we have a lot of problems in this country and even in our counties and in our state. And everybody's just like hear no evil, see no evil, you know. And, and yes. but it's real. It's a problem. It's bad. Yes, you're right. It's like <laughs>
2: the slow boil, the frog in the water kind of a thing. And the thing that really moves the needle on elections is when we have catastrophic things that happen to this country. It's proven yeah. time and time again. I mean, the uh, you know the meltdown mm. of the mortgage industry basically flipped the the script on this country. Nine eleven flipped the script on this country. Just, but but the slow boil yeah. of a stupid inflationary situation and gas prices kind of fluctuating here and there is just not enough to move the needle.
0: I think at it's a media out, messaging thing it. for decades, Andy. And I've Narrative. always I said this when I, people start to think their vote doesn't count. People start to think, well, if I question things, I'm going to be canceled. I'm going to be looked at as being crazy yep. um, because it is human nature to more so go with the flow than it is to maybe step out of the flow for a second and create your own flow. And with that being said, it takes time. It takes operations and projects like we do here at cancel this and others to get enough of that messaging out. And then over a period of time where people start to question and then, oh, I'm going to share the show. I'm going to show other people. Wait, maybe we should be thinking about this instead of, you know, hey, maybe I can get away from a happy hour. I know I got to go take my kids to sports. I'll, I'll find time to maybe study up on this or share a show or go vote for somebody else. Or maybe I'm not going to put as much emphasis or plan as much for this next trip that I'm going, or maybe we're not going out to dinner as much. I mean, it's, it's going to take
5: time. Yeah, Yeah. no, I agree with you. And then like you said, sacrificing one hour, look, I am over-involved now. And honestly I feel like I have to be because I feel like I have to make up for who isn't. So, you know, I'd love more people get involved so I can have more free time and work on my business.
2: As as, as Vic just said that, do you think that maybe on this last election cycle, we we all see the doom and gloom, the Afghanistan thing. We could go through a list of how this administration has just screwed everything up and then it trickled down into Congress. But do you think it was the social issues this time for real, like the abortion thing, the LGBTQ stuff? I mean, do you think that that had anything to do with this? I mean, because... I would well, imagine I say, that
5: that's what the left is trying to figure into this as well. I think there was a red wave, I think. And I think some of the things that we think passed in Missouri didn't actually pass. I think this gets back to the voter wow. fraud rig issue, rigging the, the votes issue. Right. Um, I think a lot of that pain actually did materialize, but it gets back to that. Our elections are still in, in a certain, you know, that they're where they are and they haven't been solved. Even in Arizona, those guys were working really hard as we, we all connect via cause of America. Um, I also think, you know, Vic, you said something really interesting. I've been thinking recently that some of this stuff going on in Maricopa County is they're trying to show you, you have no, you can't challenge us. We're not going to let you challenge us. You (laughs) shouldn't fight back. And you know the only way you do that is you keep saying, you know, people gaslight. You know, I come from an industry where all people do is gaslight you. You know, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. There's that's not going on. You know, Um, you have to have you know you do your own research understand what's really going on ask hard difficult questions sorry my fingers aren't where they're supposed to be and then you know sure. and then what you do there is is you come to your own conclusions and my own conclusions a lot of other people's conclusions are um, first of all you can fight them it is difficult there is issues with corruption in the judiciary system there is issues with corruption you know you look at those guys if you saw that hearing in Maricopa Seemed like everybody was involved in that, you know. And they're just there's that one guy, which is named Bill Gates, great name, by the way, who's, you know, sitting there being like, um, he's got that real soft voice, like, everything's okay, guys. Oh, thanks for your, you know, it's that soft, manipulative voice where, oh yeah, that's great. You know, it's just like he, he they trained him to, or he trains himself to have that voice to make you think he's a nice guy, right? But he's not a nice guy, <laughs> you
1: know. That's never on- even occurred to me. Andy, can you explain to the, all the folks out there? People, and I'm one of them who says. Our vote doesn't count because technically with the fraud that takes place right now, your vote doesn't count. With the fact that we have the RNC, the DNC, private organizations, General. your vote doesn't count in some elections.
5: So so first of all, I don't want to discourage anyone from voting. I of actually, the thing is, if you, we got enough people voting, if we dealt with this voter turnout issue, it is possible to, it, it's easier to show their fraud because it makes their job harder. Maricopa, point. they almost lost yeah they did lose by the way to be clear but it was much mm-hmm. hard they delay this by time because and just like they did in Georgia because they know that's the only thing they can do because they have to have time to to you know to get fake ballots to figure out what they need to do with the machines to to you know cover up the fraud right um, so what happens with in terms of your vote doesn't count is you know like we talked about earlier if you let's say you vote on paper well it goes in a tabulator if it goes in a tabulator there's proof that you can see on cause of america Missouri and other places on cause of america that the tabulators change votes, right? Um, If you vote via electronic, well, that's easier than the tabulators. You just, I voted for Joe Biden and I voted for, I'll use it the way they, I voted for Biden, now it's for Trump. I voted for Trump, now it's for Biden, right? Um, And then there's the issue where they just have absentee ballots, but they fill in for the people that don't vote. I mean, the the issue with registrations are, if you have a 20, you know, it's a huge number that is a higher registration than people that actually did want to register to vote. That's a, Basically, you can vote for all those people, anyone that doesn't vote that's registered. So we need to clean the rolls. That's a huge issue, too. Yes. Right. Because, I mean, it, let's say so I go ahead
2: just because I'm confused <clears throat> and I'm the yeah. more confused one on this show all the time. <laughs> um, all right. Do you see anything going on in our in the Kevin McCarthy thing today where certain like minded people are saying that the is this an establishment thing? Or is it, I mean, is there a grassroots thing that's starting to happen in the, in our state Congress and in, in the national Congress? Do you think that, is that something you're seeing is that we are starting to rise up or the people are oh, starting yeah. to rise up a little
5: bit? Oh and, yeah. So, uh, so, oh, 100%. So the grassroots. Tell me
2: the significance of what you see today going on in Washington.
5: Outside oh, yeah. So, in a sham. so Washington is going to be the last thing we get to change because it all aggregates up to the centralized corruption. The more things are decentralized, the cleaner they can be because you're closer to the issue and you can, you know, it's all constitutional, you know, founding father stuff. But um, in Missouri, for example, the grassroots after last year's session where I think it felt like a lot of dog and pony show of them. Oh, the redistricting, redistricting. We can't do anything else because redistricting, you know, seemed like Kabuki theater. Um what we realized is they divide and conquer. They divide rural versus suburban, suburban versus urban, uh, moderate versus this and that, where most of us want the same things in Missouri. And I actually think we're 65 or 70% red. But what we realized is we need to band together. And we did. And so Freedom Principles, and we're not the only ones that done this, but we had a grassroots conference here in St. Louis County, I think it was in November, in October, October, I can't remember. And we had you know a lot of... T- 20, 30 different different groups that came leaders came together and we came together on a legislative priority. The more we're together, the less they can divide and conquer, the more it becomes increasingly obvious when the current speaker of the House in Missouri doesn't allow bills to come through because Mm -hmm. the Chamber of Commerce is the one running the show. And the Chamber of Commerce is and it's funny because Chamber of Commerce used to be good for Republicans. Right. But Then you figured out some of these businesses aren't even on our side. They're on their own side. The big ones, you know, so that is happening in every state right now. Obviously, we're most concerned. I'm most concerned about Missouri. Um, you're all, I would imagine, most concerned about Missouri as well. But and honestly, Mike Lindell, I support him for the RNC chair. You know, I, I why? Because he's the guy that you don't want the you don't want the the, the guy that shows up that looks you know dressed to the T's who speaks perfectly. You know, you want the person with moles and warts who was a crackhead or all this kind of stuff. Because you know, I'm not saying you want the current crackhead, but the guy that's reformed his life, that found Jesus. You know, that like can admit that they're not perfect. Because what they do is they create this like carbon copy person they control. And I can smell it from a mile away because the businesses I was in, I could smell fake and, you know, narcissists and sociopaths and people that are easily controlled and people with no integrity and people that don't have fortitude. Um, But yeah, the answer to your question is the grassroots are organizing. They are, we are on so many different, there's so many tuning signal chats to even keep You know, keep track of. You you make a great point.
2: I mean, you got John Boehner who screwed everything
0: up. You now have Paul Ryan who jacked everything up. I would have no problem, Eric, with Mike Lindell because he puts his money where his mouth is. But he's also the same guy that came out and told us 100% Trump was going to win the election, and he was flat out wrong.
2: And it is such a stretch. He was 100% wrong. Is it a stretch that Mike Lindell is your next Speaker of the House right now? Yes, that's a big stretch. Okay, thank you.
1: I don't know if it's that big of a stretch. I mean, it will not happen. Well, it won't happen, but look how much he's done uh, for voter integrity, but you know, what's going on today. I have no problem with
0: him. I just know he's not.
1: What's going on today with McCarthy being voted on for the house. And we were going to talk about that at nine o'clock hours. We'll well. have to, it is a complete sham. Well, that's the
5: thing. I mean, these guys, it's, I mean, the thing is that Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney, aren't the only people up there that are completely owned. And you know, I, I don't trust the majority of the Republicans that are on Capitol Hill. I don't trust trust St. Louis County's long running woman who is the rep. You know what I mean? I don't trust her at all. Uh, You know, the world economic forum in Cape Girardeau. she's a member of it. You know, it's like this stuff is all interconnected and people, it comes down to money, power control. um, And people want to believe, because we've been conditioned to believe that that's all imaginary stuff on Game of Thrones and on, you know, hunger games. No, it's real. It's always been real. And it's, it's getting increasingly worse and the risks are getting increasingly worse and they're worse, and they're making us all go broke. You know what I mean? Which then yeah. effectively allows them to control you even more. So yeah, I guess I'm the resident conspiracy theory, but I got walls of books that I can- No, cite. you're not. And you're not. We appreciate you joining us this
0: morning, but thank it you. gets back. I mean, number one, you have to have people like yourself who are doing this and educating others. You have to have a passion to do it. So first of all, thank you for doing that because you oh, care. You. Number you. two, as we started this interview with, Most people that I know, and I know a lot about politics, and that was my specialty in local news, not only here but in Detroit as well, most – and when I say most, I'm going to go as high as 7 and 10 people, maybe even higher, are bought and paid for, and it doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats. And sometimes if it's the Republican that's bought and paid for and they happen to be with what you agree with, then great, and it's a good fiscal policy, great, and it all lines up, but it doesn't happen – all the time. And I'm not saying I'm disenfranchised. I do vote. I do want us to go out and do what you say, but I do know, as I said at the beginning of this interview, most people in the state of Missouri are bought and paid for. I know what happens and it doesn't even matter if it's a Democrat because I know of a high ranking Democrat. Let's just say here in the state of Missouri who is connected and gets money and gets helped from other very, very, very popular Uh, Republican political people behind the scenes and it it will blow people's (laughs) minds. It (laughs) just
5: happens. Everybody is connected and you just got to do what you can do. Uniparty. Yeah. But you know what the answer to that is? And I say this to our grassroots folks, they need to run. Of course, we need to fix elections first. But at some point, the people that are out there doing these things, we need to run because the right. integrity to, to
2: jacked up voting
5: system. Well, that's why, that's why my biggest effort right now is to fix elections because the reality is people say, Oh, you should run. It's like, I, why they're going to steal it. <laughs>
4: yeah. and you're it's like, if you fix a the
5: foundation of the house, then you paint the house. If you paint yep. the house and the foundation's falling apart, you just wasted your time and your money. You know,
1: Andy, how do people, I know you have a link that people can turn to yeah. for the paper ballot initiative.
5: Yeah. So I actually just shared that in the private chat uh, there, but where it is, is it's, It's frankspeech.com backslash cause-america-missouri. You will find uh, that link there. Uh, And also, if you just search cause of America, Missouri, what you're looking for is under news, the Return to Hand Counting Missouri Elections E-Manual. That has the webinar with Mike Lindell, uh, Professor Clemens, and Dr. Frank. It also has the uh, manual, 255 pages. We're going to be doing road shows all over the state, all over counties. And we're going to be presenting this. We're going to be finding the holes in it. We're going to be proving out the numbers and we're going to be evangelizing people in their counties to go to their clerks and say, why not do this? And, and, and like you said, Vic, it's going to take a while, but everything great takes a while. <laughs> yeah. That's true.
0: Andy Palachuk, the VP of the freedom principle with Missouri canvasser Andy, thank you so much for an interview. What a fantastic like. interview. That's great, great, great content. If anybody came into this late, uh, go check it out, share it, let people know, go to cancel the show.com. You can get this interview there. Not only the live version now, but an edited version after the show ends, Andy, we appreciate it. Thanks for letting people know about us as well. And um, that that's damn good stuff, my friend. Hey, thank you very much, everybody.
5: I hope you have a great day and keep doing what you're doing. We need folks like you guys. Thank
1: All you, right. Andy,
0: Andy, Paula check in. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. However, we're going to talk about this whole situation. that's going to the Republicans. It I may piss people off, but the Republican Party is split. It really is.
1: Good for you. you. think?
0: Yeah. And if Democrats say it, they're right. They really are. The Democrats have their own issues.
1: I'm changing my mind about you, Vic. Maybe you're not that uh establishment that established guy after men. all.
0: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Say
2: <laughs> you know what there's some impressive young Republicans right now in the House of Representatives. There just are. Uh hopefully they don't get um corrupted i guess is the word i'm looking for if money, they want to hey.
1: yeah if they want to progress they're gonna have to you gotta corrupted. have money
0: it's how the system is the entire system has to be broken down eric that's the problem and i've seen it for a long time but we'll talk about it when we come back plus president trump says the midterms and what tabitha says the pink puddle and he thought that republicans did well
1: it, you know what when he said that it was a light going off in my head that maybe we did have the red wave maybe there's Election fraud is so I, rampant I, that we just don't see
0: it. I, I tend to. I, I know. I, I know. I, I. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get see, it.
1: I don't think they're split, Vic.
2: I think that Republicans are like, if we need, to, if we're gonna win, we got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, and that's, that's sound, part of being split, though. And it sounds only a
1: few of us Republicans. I
2: think that the, I think their ideologies line up. It's just like oh, the tactics. Mr. Conner,
1: are... You got Mr. Yes, that's uh, yes, right here,
2: there. Uh, yeah. That's what happened. And that actually made a lot of sense to me, <laughs> believe it or not.
0: <laughs> Plus, Donald Trump says it wasn't his fault. It was pro-lifers. Pro-lifers cost the Republicans even more success in the midterms. We'll get to all of it when we come back. It's cancel this. Scotty Gherkin, Eric Johnson, Tab the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust back right after this. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. It's canceled this. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle, Eric Johnson and Scotty Gherkin. Had a big show already. We appreciate you joining us for canceltheshow.com. Canceltheshow.com. We got all of our previous episodes, original content in there as well. And we always say, share the show, continue to share our show and join us for what we're doing. We're grateful. You can also donate if you appreciate what we're doing or if you know people that would donate to the cause that we got going on. Canceltheshow.com uh, forward slash donate. We've got that button as well, that option for you to jump in. Uh, first hour, we spoke about. The situation with damar hamlin um, buffalo bills safety last night uh we did have a you know the bills overnight updated his uh condition by the way and any not a doc i'm not trying to get under they did say his heartbeat was restored on the field and he was transferred uh to the university of cincinnati medical center for further testing and treatment last word currently sedated and listed in critical condition we talked to Dr. Uh, Tony Colucci, the Detroit Red Wings team doctor who saved uh, an athlete, Yuri Fisher, back in 2006, who collapsed on the ice, literally right there on the ice. Uh, they saved his life, um, which was fantastic. He was never able to play hockey in the NHL again, but he did live. So we'll continue to give the updates as soon as they come uh, with that in regards to his uh, long-term prognosis, which is interesting. Very, very, very interesting. And, of course, the secondary issue is um, when the NFL is going to make their official announcement that they will not be playing that game. All intents and purposes uh, from NFL officials who have been st- – not officials, but execs say they're they're not going to replay that game. There's not time. It's already Tuesday. Some of the players are in – some of the players are in Cincinnati. The rest of the team flew back early this morning. They're sleeping. It's Tuesday. You have to go back. The soon as you, they got a game – Sunday, so clearly they're not going to replay that game. So that's kind of where that is. It's just a matter they'll make a, an announcement of that. Second hour, we talked a lot about voter. Loved Andy Polichuk. Glad you said him. He's up, fantastic. Jeff, that guy is absolutely amazing because he's out there doing something. He
1: cares. Yes, he is. If we if we were all like Andy and we all cared as much as he does, we would not have any of these issues. People would be out voting. We'd have fair elections. I love the idea of having paper ballots, paper ballots that are hand counted. And that's the system he's talking about with this paper ballot initiative. And Eric, I know you mentioned, and I was trying to turn that into a conversation, but it was difficult to do. You mentioned bringing the ballots to the person, but the problem is, is we've tried to bring the ballots to the person. And all that does is open up the system for cheating. Well, I
2: think that the voting system is a little archaic. Like I said before, it's like, you have to find out here's the deal. So there are people in the world that are not as smart as us. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> there are some people that are morons, actually. And uh, there the are list pe- is short and undistinguished. Right. And uh, there are people out there that don't know how to find the elementary school that is voting is taking place. They don't know how to find the church maybe that they are voting in. They uh, Maybe if they are super interested, they'll find out but they would maybe much rather figure out how to feed their kids that morning and get them off to school. They forget about it. Boom. All of a sudden voting day came by and no one voted and we, we bitch about them not getting out there. I totally see it. Life is different than it was in the thirties and it was in the twenties and it was in the 1800s. It's just different now. So what I'm saying is maybe we have situations where voting booths can pop up and the end, like the 15th day of October, maybe I'm just, look, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe they're in places where there's high traffic, Walmart's. I don't know. I'm not, don't look at me like I'm crazy. Maybe airports. Maybe there's a way that can, we can all agree. Oh my God, this is a very secured system. Once you vote, you're locked out. You see what I mean? Maybe and I don't even know I what, that see is. what you're
1: saying, but the problem like, and like Andy kind of answered to that is that, The more time you give, the more possibilities there is for cheating. The more time you give. I I love what Vic said that have one day, a national holiday, everyone go out and vote on that day. And as Andy said, if everyone's voting on a paper ballot that's not read by a machine, it's hand counted, they can start hand counting immediately. Let me
0: ask you this, Tabitha. Be honest. Be legit, not what you want. I know what you're gonna ask it's 2023 technology is everywhere where do you know that anywhere in a country where we're going to go backwards with something that we have technology for
1: okay well a technology allows for cheating yes
0: i know but what do you think the chances
1: i think the chances are none
0: zero i I don't think it's going to happen what you say but we need to because i agree with you and andy I i do have one idea zero i zero chance of states going well, we don't want the technology anymore.
1: Well, the people who make the, that decision are the <clears> people who were doing the cheating, so that's never I going to happen. I do have one
2: idea, and it's and it starts off with the fact that uh, just recently you had to go and get one of a real ID from to go and travel anywhere. Yeah. But I always thought that there would that this card that we might carry around could be the answer to certain things. It it this card could spell out on it that you are an American citizen. It it that you are. Program to vote one time that you are not an illegal alien coming over the border that you are not a terrorist that you're not a felon you click maybe you slide the thing in like you're paying for a latte right it says eric johnson it says in my address it says boom you're ready to vote if you try to go slide that card in again it says sorry son you already voted you're done and then you can say i didn't vote and then you might be able to even pursue the fact that I didn't mm-hmm. vote, and this thing is challenged. Somehow. That would
1: all—that would be wonderful if. So
2: there is a major, there's a record.
1: But there's of, a big if, and that is the people who, there are always people who run the program. It, it, it's, it seems like it would work, but as long as there are people running the program who are paid or somehow get kickbacks or somehow have a motivation to cheat, they're going to find a way to and cheat. And
2: then Glenn, Stop. no, I'm not talking about mm-hmm. an implant being put into everybody. <laughs> He's joking, I, I got the humor.
1: Yeah. I do
0: this isn't humorous, but I laughed when I read it. John said, "Wait a second, we already have federal law that says voting is one day.
1: well, but then we have the mail-in ballots then yes. we have the yes. mail in you then know we the have ballot
0: harvesting
2: and have all this so garbage many
1: things added yeah. into that that it's these days, it's not that everyone goes to the poll and votes in one day. That doesn't happen. And now we have different states who extend it for a mm. day or extend it for two days because of, postmarks and it's, it just has been so convoluted lately. Well, what do you think's
0: happening today in Washington, DC and Republican back rooms when it comes to the speaker of the house? Um, people in Missouri may or may not care, but it does play a role. It we, we've seen it happen. We saw what Nancy Pelosi was able to do control this coming in, control that vote um, who actually gets credit, who gets power, who doesn't Um, Tablet says it's already a far going conclusion. Kevin McCarthy will be the next speaker of the house. Um, we Um, for the Republican side and that's just what it is it's not changing there is a split how long will the split remain we don't know who's been paid off who's going to divvy up sides and is it going to become a thorn in Kevin McCarthy's side as the Republicans try to move forward yeah he's screwed he's got to give a lot of stuff up today and I, I it's funny
2: because tomorrow this this episode that we're doing right now uh, is going to be it's just going to be exactly. Our, it's going to be weird to listen to, but he really has to capitulate to
0: the far right. So of why his don't we party. just say this? But he doesn't. After Kevin McCarthy is elected today, he, exactly,
1: he will, he will be elected. It may not be today. It's going to be
0: weird if
2: Mike Lindell tomorrow is your speaker of the well, house. Well,
1: no, they wanted him for the RNC chair. Oh, RNC. chair. Oh,
2: sorry. Okay, but our Trump is the speaker of the house. He
1: won't be. You know, how, or well,
2: whoever. You know, it's going to be very strange none because of that Biggs will isn't going to be the. I mean. It's just Biggs
1: would be the better one, but
2: but I will say this about Nancy she capitulated to the far left, she capitulated to the AOCs. No, of the she world. didn't. Oh, no. sure, she did. No, she her was, and AOC
0: had a, had a yeah, right there. I, I
2: realized that, but the but the reason that there are these green initiatives, that there's these, these bizarre left wing things, Nancy Pelosi. Is not that left wing? She had to play the left wing card. They all to, did. I know Biden even had to do it. So I think that I think that Kevin is just going to have to give up some power.
1: It, none of I that matters, he, Eric. Can I explain something before we get too far into this, just so that listeners understand what has happened? And I don't know, Eric and Vic, if you guys have had a, a this is, chance know to catch going. up this to good. this. Some of the House Republicans, and I don't have their names, the establishment folks in the House. What they did is they sent out a letter to all of the members of the House, all the Republican members, and they said, Kevin McCarthy will be, he will be the House Speaker. And there will be no alternatives. We will not allow any alternatives. It will be him. And if you don't vote for him Mm. the first time, if he doesn't get the majority, the 218 votes, we will continue to vote until it is him. And in in the House, Nothing can move forward until the speaker is elected. So they will be at a complete standstill until one person is elected. So the establishment Republicans have said, you more anti-establishment folks, you will vote for Kevin McCarthy. And if you don't, we will sit here for days on end until you vote for Without him. Without a
2: Speaker of the House. That's but right. But it's, it's right.
1: That's it, but, why but I don't I like can the see,
2: establishment. You know, I can see these guys point of view. I I brought up John Boehner before he was a, he bent over backwards to help the Democrats get legislation through. Uh, Paul Ryan will go down in history as almost a Republican traitor, And
1: And he's McCarthy's best buddy.
2: Yeah. And he's McCarthy's. So if Kevin is not going to come in and say, look, Hmm. these guys are basically going to be goaltenders for the next two years. They're basically going to be great analogy. They're going to be blocking (laughs) legislation. That's all they're really, their job is. They're not going to get anything passed through. But they're going to bring up committee after committee after committee. Maybe it
1: won't be so horrible, Tabitha. I mean, really, there. If you I don't could... think McCarthy's the worst, yes, he's establishment. That's what I'm I don't, saying. I don't think he's the worst of the of the group. That's for sure. We could we could, it could be so much worse. I I think that he'll be middle of the line on some things. But I, I it, regardless of that, the fact is. They shouldn't be forced to vote for him. No one should force. And this is how our government works right now. This is how all politics
0: works. It is all all politics works. It is a bummer. And
1: that's why the Republican Party is so divided. It happens in the
0: state of Missouri. Just look what happened with the Missouri Senate last year. And we talked (laughs) um, with uh, Bill Eigel about it, too. It wasn't Republicans and Democrats fighting. It was Republicans fighting with Republicans. Yeah. This stuff happens. They're and enemies it happens at the state let's, level. Let's be and honest. It's sad
2: it's Republicans sad. and Democrats—they are mortal enemies. And I and I say well, that,
1: well depend. Well, anti-establishment Republicans are enemies with Democrats. Oh. Rhino Republicans are the same thing as a Democrat. Well, just, there's no enemies.
0: legislation's getting past the Senate to the President. Yeah, oh, no, kind no, of no. Talking. That's not going to happen. That's to that, happen. But we do know that with Kevin McCarthy, we know where he chooses to fly into when he comes to St. Louis. It's Strategic Air yeah. Services. He was walking these halls, yes, not too long ago as our studio was being put together.
1: Hopefully he'll stop in sometime. Yeah,
0: if he we'll we'll put him right there on the hot seat. <laughs>
1: that's right. We'll so
0: Kevin, Eric, Eric, mm-hmm. Kevin, yeah. Eric's coming after you right there. And as we say that, Drew says the Democrats will stick together. They will. They but do. that's the thing.
2: Look, Drew, I'm gonna give you some credit. You guys are army ants. One little one one of you little guys, <laughs> one of you little guys cannot take down a lion. But man, you guys put a million of you together, and you are all destroying everything. You guys are like you a conveyor belt of destruction. You've got you guys right. can, you guys know how to do it well. Drew the destructor. They're exactly. willing to do
1: what we won't.
2: Yeah, but you guys also have your own problems as well because you're going to get a. There's going to become a point when the Democrats are way too liberal. And in w- the country, just has had enough of you guys. And the the inflation, like Vic said, is going to start to hurt the upper middle class. The the LGBTQ stuff, which we all respect, there's just t- a time and a place where it get it out of the classrooms. Blah blah blah. I can go on and on and on. So, Drew, but you got your matter. own problems as but well. But it won't
0: matter if there's not uh, right balloting. If there's not an actual, we're going to use paper. Yeah. And pencil for yeah. this vote. You
2: know, even there's no such thing as an establishment. Thank you, Civil War. There's no Tabata such thing wants. as an establishment Democrat. Think about it. No, but Democrats this, are
1: divided too.
2: This the Democrats that go, okay, uh left wing of our party, what do you want? And they go, Well, we want this. And then it's the establishment guys that say, All right, well, we're gonna help you press it through. That doesn't happen on the Republican side at all.
1: But we have to remember again, we have to start thinking like we have to start using the terms we use for other countries, regime okay, a coup. We have to, different factions, (laughs) because we we have these nice terms here in the United States, and it sounds nicer, and it sounds better, and it it, it sounds more established, Mm. but it's the same as in other countries. There are different factions. There are not just two parties in this country. There's not three parties. There's probably closer to six parties, but because of the voting system that we have, all of those parties are forced to choose Democrat, or Republican but really we're very different. Yeah. And the Democrat party they also have factions. They have the far left progressives. They have the blue dog democrats. They have the folks in between. And here on the Republican side, we have the independents, you know, some of those on both sides. We we have the anti-establishment folks, the constitutional conservatives. You know, the est- establishment people. There's people there's so many different factions. We shouldn't be forced to vote into as a two-party system. Does that make any sense at all?
0: Yeah, you've got all kinds of tribes within the Republican and Democratic Party. There they are. Have to come. See, here's the thing. You always wanted several parties. Now you have your several well, parties. Well,
1: yes, but we You've all, got
0: several parties within a party.
1: But we should all be able to vote for our own individual candidates. But we have to lump everyone together. Well, anybody can run.
0: Hey, Tabitha, anybody can go run for office. You know, it's so funny because I look at politics as. Go like, run, Tabitha, remember, go run. No one would vote for me. Do you remember the,
2: the food pyramid when you were in high school?
0: yeah yeah
2: and 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 by the way when it was in when i was in high school it's like the most unhealthy thing ever (laughs) compared to now now. it's like you had all (laughs) the bread on the bottom eat all the bread you want but no so that we the people are the bottom of that pyramid okay we are the bottom of the pyramid up one level is our government officials our politicians they're up one level above them are the corporations The corporations basically pay. They have more power than the politicians. And and then above that is whatever nefarious money is there. it's it's, so there's then above that is God. Yeah. So the nefarious money trickles down into the corporations, i.e. What the hell is going on at at Disney World? What the hell is going on at Apple? What the hell is going on at Google? So they're beholden to people as well. You have we're the bottom of the we're the bottom of the barrel, but grassroots is the only thing that can bring us any power. And the beauty is, is this is is what I'm seeing is we're being divided. So we have no power. We can't walk in lockstep together because we, they hate us and we hate them and and everybody hates each other. And so the corporations and the nefarious people are looking down at all all of this money are looking down at this entire situation going, look at those fools down there. Anyway,
0: well, who wants other, some caviar? Well, no, you know what will bring us together is cafeteria pizza. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that was at the top <laughs> of the pyramid back in our day. Yeah. What happened to cafeteria? Do they serve you can, the same kind you of cafeteria can still pizza? Buy, you
1: can buy that. At this place called GFC, they actually sell. I don't know sell if, do you think it was cafeteria it pizza? Yes,
0: Lord. I wonder if it would still taste the same. I'll
1: buy one this week and bring it in. It has out. to oh be in the metal can.
0: Cont- the little, the yeah, cardboard the foil, with the foil in it. Foil. Mm. Glenn, That's what yes, made it crispy around the piece. edges. Glenn brought yeah. that up. You know what that yeah. is at the top. And Eric, I have a, I have a confession for you too. Speaking of Glenn bringing up cafeteria pizza on Sunday, yes, I had emos. Bingo. <laughs> and you felt good about yourself, didn't and you? and I loved it. Yeah, I loved the yeah. Emos Pizza that I yeah. hadn't eaten it. Maybe I just got sick of it. Yeah, because you're always like Emos, Emos, Emos. Now I worked at Emos in high school. Mm-hmm. Which so one? I, I were at one in the metro east. It was on West Main Street in Belleville. Okay. Okay. Um, so maybe that's what wore me out of Emos Pizza, eating it all the oh, time, yeah. and I got I get tired that. of it. And then I went to move to Detroit, where there's real pizza. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really, really good. The real
1: pizza, Chicago pizza.
0: And then on Sunday, I had some Emo's, Eric. Yes. And I almost sent you a picture of pepperoni and sausage. And it was so damn good. You're preaching to the choir. So I'm back. I'm back with Emo's. I I used to work
2: at Pantera's.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And that's why I think I don't eat pizza, which is also awesome. Well.
1: is good pizza. There's nothing better than Ferrado's. Yeah, if you're out of mm-hmm. town and
2: listening to this, you
0: have no idea what we're talking about. But I'll tell you what. People around the country know about Emo's. Emo's
2: They're is starting like... To learn.
1: That e- is true. Cheese Emo's is very popular. <laughs> I
0: couldn't believe I was enjoying Emo's um, again after ripping it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> why? Why No. why did you rip it? Because, because it's not, I not real to, pizza?
0: Yeah, I think because I moved to Detroit and had better pizza for yeah. 11 years. And then I was like, ah, the Emo, it's like fake pizza. And then I tasted it again the other day. I was like, damn, this stuff is good. Yeah.
1: I think emos is good, but it's not to me it'll I'm being from Chicago, it'll never be real. I'll tell you
2: right now though, if somebody opened a store in the Chesterfield Valley or a restaurant in the Chesterfield and they called it cafeteria food and it was a nostalgic return to the food that you used to eat in school with the little milks, remember the little milks that you yeah. would, would <laughs> and, the, and the, big cho- the, rolls, the big cinnamon rolls. The big cinnamon rolls. Do you remember the big cinnamon? And the and then the the star of the show.
0: then how come kids weren't getting overweight and eating that stuff and the disgusting soy burgers do you guys remember the disgusting soy cheeseburgers yes
1: i remember
2: which are fantastic by the way (laughs) which are great i'll take me a double no soy burgers scotty you know i'm telling i'm talking i'm
0: I'm preaching over here man cafeteria pizza thank you glenn for taking us off on that tangent but damn 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 if anything could bring us all together it would be that the garbage Potatoes, the square pizza, square pizza beyond <laughs> compare. I'm
2: telling, you, if you opened hey. up a restaurant, you would be noon to noon to midnight. Maybe
1: you should do that. It would be all like old school cafeteria God. foods. Those and little grainy chicken you nuggets. Somehow,
0: if you could somehow even uh, reinvent the smell of those little cafeterias, well, Glenn said if you did that, you could have the workers even dress like the old cafeteria lady workers. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'd with the nets hilarious. in their hair. Yes, and you could and it would Pair smell nuts. like little kids feet.
1: I can still oh, smell the school cafeteria.
0: Eric, Eric, that's Eric. what
2: it smelled like because you couldn't. You had to take your shoes off to go into the cafeteria. That was when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, it's good so, stuff. Damn good stuff. Damn, damn, uh, damn good stuff. Well, anyway, back to the show. Yeah. Well, if President Trump, former President Trump, was coming to down, and you'd take him to Emos, wouldn't you? Ooh, if you that alive. would. I would have
2: to. Yeah, I'd have to say. Let's go to do Emos Pizza. Sure. Absolutely. You could go to Gates
0: out in Kansas city and you'd go to emo's here in St. Louis. Well, he made some news yesterday. He said, it's not his fault. why midterms didn't go maybe as great as everybody thought they should go. He said, quote, it wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms. I was 233 and 20, 233 and 20. That means in people that he endorsed, that's a massive number. It was, quote, the abortion issue poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest or life of the mother that lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion finally got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared poof yeah. uh, to be seen again plus mitch stupid he, dollar sign dollar sign yeah. a dollar sign dollar yeah. sign yeah. yeah mitch stupid ass Yeah, got to agree with that a little that's bit that's a strong statement from I agree donald with trump at real donald trump well, that is a massive massive statement we can't well, you, be
1: so hardline the
0: uh, united states supreme court let the democrats off the
2: hook let's let's not there's something I it was it's kind of like Democrats fell into cold water when the when the Supreme Court said yeah Roe versus Wade that's not a thing anymore. The day that, that happened was the day they energized, they put their batteries back in, they got excited about voting again. Uh, the pink hats came back out. The Madonnas of the world went nuts. Uh, the Who's en- Madonna? Yeah, exactly. the uh, The energy was back on the Democrat side. So I'm just speaking on on Donald Hap, Donald Trump's behalf. He's kind of right. You energized an entire group of people. They had a very solid thing to vote for. They didn't know about the the inflation stuff. They weren't too concerned about LGBTQ stuff. They didn't really. And these are soccer moms, mind you. These are are voters that should have gone Republican. So am I going to say that he's absolutely right? You know what? Dr. Oz versus Fetterman. On paper, Oz should have won that one.
1: Oz should have never, ever. <laughs> I mean, on paper. He shouldn't have even been in that position.
0: Maybe not.
1: And Trump should have never endorsed him. He was not him. a
0: great candidate,
2: He
1: was a terrible Eric. candidate. He
0: was not a great. No, he was I wouldn't even call him an above average no. Republican candidate. But Dr. Oz, the great the Shrek. I mean, what, what the
2: hell was the, the good people of Pennsylvania thinking? This is a guy that doesn't take decorum very seriously put a a suit on a tie do something the card hearts are well they worked i'm not going to say it didn't work but there's something about going into the senate where you don't just represent pennsylvania you kind of are part of the entire fabric of the united states i could never get past that with him i'm like yeah i get socialism but put a suit and a tie on and show a little respect for the office that you want to run for you know and I think that it's just dumbed down American society, and that so that one was interesting. Herschel Walker, man, the Democrats did a good job just slamming him up and down with these allegations. Well, just you can't pe- bringing people out of the woodwork was just overwhelming. But he had
1: a lot of skeletons in his closet. Bingo,
2: yeah. that were and, not talked about in that advance. were not
1: discussed in advance. And anyone, I i never run for any kind of office, but you know what? I know that if I were to run for some kind of office, if I had skeletons in my closet. I wouldn't do it because they would come back to haunt me. He should have never gotten that far without discussing and disclosing these things prior. But
0: keep in mind, too, when we talk about these issues and candidates and Donald Trump getting on people for doing this and doing that. And once again, the best candidates are not running for these positions anymore. That's Eric. right. There is a ton. <sighs> so true. A ton of animosity against you if you're a right leaning politician and anything and everything is not only going to come at you, it's going to come at your family. Um, if you don't disclose everything, number one, it's going to be out there. Number two, when you do disclose everything, then your life is basically ruined. Even if you win, everything's out there on top of that. If you go there, you lose all privacy for now. And the rest of your life, it's not only you running it's your entire family grandparents, uncles, cousins, you name it. Um, are you really getting what you deserve to run for that office? No, you're not. Um, does the reward outweigh the risk of doing everything? Almost never. Then you have to be successful enough and have that ego driven personality to do it. It's you're never going to attract the best candidates to do it. I just don't see a lot of those. I think Missouri did a, look a good doing job. It.
2: I mean, I think that you have a Eric Schmidt who played the game. He was quiet. He was supported properly. He did all the, I always said that I thought he had the resume to be a great Senator. I think that Missouri
0: and you is have a to standard have, for putting a Senator. And in the, you in the have seat. to have a ton, a ton of money. Yeah, exactly. A ton of money. And where does a ton of money come from, Eric? The see people who are connected yeah. already, and, and the Mitch Absolutely. McConnell's
2: of the world so trying to pull some strings. And you know, Mitch, you know, flipped a few bucks here and there, but he definitely didn't throw money at a Trump, two Trump candidates. Which he's like, if these guys get in here, who are the Trump candidates? Oz and uh, and uh, oh. Herschel Walker. And they both lost.
1: Well, and and not only that, but we have to remember, like Vic, like you just said, if you're going to run for office, you have to have a lot of money behind you. You need at least a minimum, they say, of $30 million backing you to run for office. And where does that money come from? And whoever that money comes from, guess what? You have to follow their narrative. Someone comes to you and they say, hey, I'll give you $10 million, but when I do, I expect you to vote for this, this, and this. And in the end, if you don't play the game, guess what? You don't win and you don't get very far. Maybe Trump
2: could start a show, call it The Apprentice Presidential Edition, (laughs) where he brings in the most qualified people he can. And we literally go through the process of vetting these people, getting them through the process. And at the end of the show, we know everything about them. We know what people like about them. We've done our focus groups, blah, blah, blah. But that never happens. You just get these
0: people who show up they say one really good thing in an event and then boom, they're the leader of the damn Lizzie brings up another great point. Her son-in-law who is now a state representative, just the I mean, and state representatives are very important. They are. And a lot of politicians start at the state representative level before they move up. Well, guess what? Even at that state rep level, young man scrutinized like never before, even running for a, as a Republican for a state representative role. And the entire family gets scrutinized. This is what happens. Yeah. That's why if you run for politics, it's all for keeps, especially if you're a Republican, there is absolutely no doubt. be brutal.
1: Oh, well, they turn over every rock I mean, looking for dirt. Do you want that our to, Republicans, to you and your family? Are
0: Republican groups doing it to Democrats? Um, I you don't know. see that
1: on a large scale. Well, the
0: the well, I can tell you. Or this it could much. be
1: that they don't have the outlet to get the messages out.
0: Trudy Bush Valentine, but she was portrayed to be very, very bad by the Schmidt campaign. They did a phenomenal job at ripping her apart.
1: Well, you can do that when you but have she, six point seven but, million dollars the, from Mitch the, McConnell.
2: On the converse of that, I never. You guys did, but I never did. I never saw an Eric Schmidt ad. I never did. I only saw a Trudy Bush Valentine ad. You did not say that. I did.
1: Where were were you? Only ones I ever
2: saw. The only (laughs) ads I ever saw were the the fluffy feel good with Trudy Bush and the one that he sold out to China, all the farmland around Missouri. Those are the only ones I ever saw.
1: You did you hear the ads going against Eric Righton's?
2: No. No, I never did. I don't know why. I guess the media circles I was running in, they just it was all Trudy Bush.
0: Arguably the most effective ad ever run in the history of politics. (laughs) Which one? The one that was against Eric Wright. Yes,
1: it was all lies. Because when you're campaigning, what? you can get away with telling lies. Well, There's no recourse. I
0: don't know if they were lies. Correct, oh no, they were correct, lies. Correct me and tell me why you think I'm wrong when I say this. Here's what happened, Eric. In June, Eric Wrightens was leading by a commanding for that Missouri Senate seat. Then the ads started to play of Eric's ex-wife what she told oh, the court. Yeah, was yeah, part yeah, of yeah, yeah. I, I did hear that. I'm sorry. So yeah. then a woman's voice and they didn't lie. It was just a woman reading her court it, testimony, but, but the, but... her sworn testimony. So when you hear a woman reading her idea or her, her, what she says now, not has it been proven right or wrong, but what she says, Eric did, it
1: has been proven.
0: Then that yeah. ad runs. And it was over and over and over again. And guess what? He went from first to commanding first to a distant, a distant third. Yeah. Just like that. You, know, matter that was gonna happen.
1: All you know that was going to happen. All
0: lies. I mean, I, I, what, what time out though? What do you mean lies?
1: Well, okay. A, they were her
3: words. They
1: were her words. That doesn't make it real. That just makes it her side. Yeah. That case was decided by a judge who said there was no, no proof. proof, no indication that Eric Greitens ever abused. His wife or children. What he did in his prior relationship should have no bearing on any anything when it comes to candidacy. The affair he had was before he became governor. And but here's the thing when it comes to campaigning, Correct. Vic, if you were running for if you and Eric were running against each other, you guys could tell lies about each other, and there you wouldn't be able to sue him. We'd Nothing be the best can candidates happen. going
0: against each other because we'd be <laughs> like, dude, here's our laundry list of BS. Oh, my God. I would love to re-meet my skeletons. I don't even remember what they are. I'm like, here it is. My list is long and distinguished, but I'm trying.
1: We need to have Eric Gritens come on the show. And talk about these things. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, we, would we want to get to them all. Eric Crichton, Eric Schmidt, everybody across the country. Eric, I would love we to hear want the Eric best Schmidt. politicians across the country, Republicans, yeah. Democrats. I want to talk to Nancy Pelosi. Could somebody get me damn Nancy Pelosi? I would love to talk. Yeah. to. Nancy I would Pelosi. love
3: to have 30 um, minutes. With I'm going to be sick that day
0: <laughs> or a Claire McCaskill.
2: I'd love to talk to her. How did she become so liberal? I mean, she is. A, she's from what? Southern evil. Missouri. She's an evil person. She's Southern Missouri. She's a, a soccer church mom, and she's she's siding with the AOCs of the world. Talk about
0: someone that has sold their soul to the it's devil. It's called being relevant, Eric. Really? A lot of times you get into that position, yeah, so and you want, about it you on want to be relevant. Well, those are personalities. Sometimes people's personalities is to be quote um, passionate. Over the top, yeah, no matter what is that? How you is that the Joe
2: Scarborough crowd? Because do you ever watch Morning Joe? Morning Joe Scarborough used to be a Republican. Nobody really watches that show anymore. You're right. I I get it, but is it because it's on MSNBC? I think we need to do a whole show on Joe Scarborough. Oh my god, he used to be a Republican.
0: Nobody would watch.
2: I know nobody would watch, but it'd be fascinating to me because he used to be this Republican in the in the he was a he was a Republican. He was literally a Republican, a Northeastern Republican that kind of got a show. He still kind of had this conservative bent on this morning show called Morning Joe on MSNBC.
0: Only because of the company that he was with did
2: it appear to be conservative. Correct. But then he started messing around with that Mika Brzezinski chick. Married her. And now every time he says something even remotely conservative, you got to watch it just for How the, do you know so this. much about this? Because I used to watch it all the time. And <laughs> and now if he says anything remotely conservative, Mika will give him one of those looks like, you better shut it down, son. And he shuts it down. Mm-hmm. He, it He's is a the, sellout, it's the creepiest thing you've ever seen in your life. I mean, if you want to see someone who has sold their soul to the devil, Joe Scarbo is that guy. Well, I've con- never
1: watched it.
0: Well, the conversation all started with Trump saying it's pro-lifer's fault for the midterm elections. And it's Mitch McConnell's fault for the pro-term election or for the midterm elections. It was not his fault. Just remember Donald Trump for his good, his bad, anything that happened, I still know of his 20 losses of people that he endorsed more of those losses were recent. Those were, those were more recent losses, 233 and 20. That is a hall of fame, hall of fame record for endorsing candidates. I don't know if there's ever been one that high yeah. ever yeah. 20 losses, but I do know for fact of those 20 losses, I think four or five of them came recent and that was a major, that, major issue. And
1: that's exactly right. You know, I, we're going to get him on sometime. There's a guy that I Who, met Donald Trump. No, oh. I would love to have Donald Trump on, but there's a guy I met. I'm not going to get into his name now. Hopefully he'll be a guest on the show and he can tell you for himself. And he kind of gave me some infi- inside insight information because I asked, I said, what in the world? He was a former Trump policy advisor. I said, why is it that Trump endorsed somebody like Dr. Oz or a couple of these other folks who I thought, why is Trump endorsing these people? And he told me, he goes, because he is getting some bad information. He has allowed a couple members of the swamp back into his inner circle and they're giving him bad advice. And this comes from somebody who worked directly with Trump Who knows him well, who was traveling around, you know, to these different. And this is somebody who supported Eric Greitens. And that's why he was here in town.
0: Who supported Eric Greitens? The
1: Trump, former Trump policy advisor supported Eric Greitens. And eventually, hopefully we'll have him on the show and he can explain this for himself. But I can
0: explain why Trump refused to come out, as we've talked about in the show before, and make it clear which Eric he was supporting to the public and not private.
1: I talked to this guy about it and he shook his head. He was very disappointed. Very disappointed. He said Trump is getting some bad advice. He's let, but the I thought swamp he was like, Oh, in. it's not
0: him. He's this guy, your the friend's swamp. not the swamp.
1: No, no, no. The guy I know is a diehard conservative. Yeah, but he's
0: calling out the swamp and Mitch McConnell. What Trump is calling out the swamp and Mitch. Oh, McConnell. I understand that,
1: but that doesn't mean that Trump didn't let a couple folks of the swamp back in his inner circle, like Rhonda McDaniel. Why is she meeting with Trump the day that Trump made that announcement? About the two Erics, Ron and McDaniel met with him out on the golf course. Because
0: everybody's bought and paid for in that's some capacity, right. yeah. which is what I said, which gives people a horrible feeling, a bad taste in their mouth, which is why they don't feel their vote matters, which is why they don't go out, which is why we have voter turnout in the 30s on good days. 30%. Yeah. It's sad, but true. And that's where it goes. Jeff says Trump seems to always have bad advisors, not a good judge of character.
2: Yeah. Back in the spring, you know, Trump is going to start his, his stadium tour again. It's going to happen eventually. You're going to start to see these uh, events where Trump pops up and he gives his dissertations on what's going on. it's going to be very interesting to see how many people show up anymore to these things. Does he still have the mojo and how long can a DeSantis even sit on the sideline before he enters and gets just completely swept over by Donald Trump? Because that could happen.
1: I don't think this, I think it'll be either or, DeSantis will never run against Trump because that would just be a complete disaster. He has stated numerous times he will not run in 2024. I don't think it'll happen. It'll
2: be a very interesting dynamic because I think you could still sell out stadiums as Trump and still be behind the DeSantis in the polls. You see what I mean? I think there's a lot of Trump supporters and you could definitely get tens of thousands of people into these venues who subscribe to Trumpism but are done with Trump. That's the dynamic. we And that's where it is all over the board. Everybody's into the Trump policies, no doubt about it. But the damn tweeting that he did for four years got on a lot of people's nerves.
1: I know, but people shouldn't have held that against him because really in the end of the day, what does a tweet matter? It's all about the policy that makes the decisions that rule our lives. Apparently it means a lot. Apparently it does to some people. I think Twitter cost him the election. Amen. Oh, I think cheating no cost doubt. In the election.
3: Yes. Scotty. For I them. thought you
0: watched a thousand or what is it? Two thousand,
3: two mules. thousand mules. Um, I thought I you saw it. And I
0: thought you said that was why. Well,
3: I still think he would. have They wouldn't have been able to make up for the lost votes. Yeah, okay. So the two thousand mules there. You know, they're okay. Say they're putting in all these fake votes, right? The people that decided that were in the middle that decided not to vote for him because of Twitter that would have landslided that whole thing. They wouldn't have been able to make up those kind of votes. Yes. In my opinion, like in the
1: 2016 election, because in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I believe they cheated, but they didn't cheat enough.
3: I'm talking 2020.
1: No, I know you are, but you're, what you're saying is the same thing I thought happened in 2016 could have happened. Had he not tweeted so much in 2020, he could have, he could have won despite the cheating, the the density. I
2: think he's right. The density of tweeting and the the uh, crassness and the vicious. Let's all be honest on this show. We all, uh, like I said before, I there's no are. one. There's no one on this show that thinks that the Trump policies were bad. No one. I would imagine there's a lot of Democrats that are like, you know what, his policies were killer. I did like the dollar eighty-seven gas. What or
0: whatever. But to it. what he did and was doing compared to what we have with Joe Biden is one of the biggest. Uh, differences you'll ever see from one president to the next
1: and you and if trump were still president positive
0: oh you, under trump to absolutely horrible was under there what ever a
2: campaign well,
0: run out of a basement
2: prove to me <laughs> <I'm laughs> that one can you that was the most fascinating thing is how this guy stayed in his basement and he basically said trump here's the rope go hang yourself go all over the country hang yourself right now i'm just in the basement if you need me boom Biden wins the damn Biden election.
1: Had five, if you look at Biden campaign events, there was like six circles drawn out on the lawn with one person in each circle. There were no parades. There were no thousands of people waiting in line. If Trump were our president right now, as he legitimately should be, uh, this world would be a different place. We would have a closed
2: border. And the it, world order knows that, Tabitha. Well, the, of course they the, do. That's the people why... that want the one world government, the people that, I mean, Brexit came out of nowhere, but it was... The people that want to sing kumbaya with the European Union and with uh, India and all these people to have this one massive government system, which I can't tell if it's succeeding or not. I'm sure there's people that know better than I. That would have never happened. So they had to do a lot of uphill climbing to beat Trump. And but Scotty's right. If it wasn't for the the self inflicted wounds. I think this whole world would be in a much different trajectory right now.
1: I I think that cheating was the main problem. I I think that they might be. I I didn't watch the. I didn't watch 2000 mules. I'm not
3: saying I disagree with
1: that. Oh, I know. I'm saying that that could have been overcome
3: if he hadn't lost so many people because of his Ridiculous tweets. Well, I
1: hope that people honestly got on my them. nerves.
3: I just kept saying, "Dude,
1: just shut up."
3: Yes, yes. just like, shut up. But, uh, many people Flag the tape. That, that is, yeah. Good. And, and, but and I'm not saying you, I didn't vote for him. No, I'm not I'm saying that. I'm but with saying, him,
0: what made what made him great or makes him great is what makes him bad. It's that, yeah, passion of I'm better than anybody else. My ego is here. My ego has to be fed. I can't keep my mouth shut. I'm going to continue to do this over and over. I don't care what I say, what I do, who I offend. I'm the man. I'm the dog. I didn't necessarily
3: disagree with what he was tweeting, but sometimes he just said it a right, little, right. a little brash for yeah. some people to handle for yeah. someone in his position. Yeah.
1: I am so glad that we had a president who spoke out for himself, I agree. who stood up for himself. There exactly. were times that I wish he would have been more presidential, more professional. Exactly. I, and I get that. But for the most part, I am so glad we had him over like, someone like obama who every tweet was perfect because he wasn't writing it Correct. well if, if i agree with that
2: if trump was to play the game like reagan did he would have been the best president this country ever had Can if he I? was to be yeah. if he was to have charisma and statesmanship
3: and he and, was a new yorker so and 100%. if he was
2: to look at jim acosta whenever he would challenge him and go son that's the dumbest ass question I've ever heard in my life. Let me try to answer it. sit down. let me try. To, if he would have uh, held and not slammed Acosta and just kind of treat him like the silly little schoolboy that he really is, he would have he would have won the battle if he would oh, have, I
1: don't agree. they they cheated Eric. They cheated so hard that I don't think if every single if every single Republican voted for Trump, he still wouldn't have won. I really think, they cheated so hard, yeah. and look where we're at now. We got these crazy open borders. They have the Florida Keys. Who would have ever thought the Florida Keys part part of them are closed right now? Because 500 migrants, 500 miga- migrants arrived in the Florida Keys yesterday. The keys are closed. That would have never happened under Donald Trump. None of this would, would have ever happen. Would El
0: Paso be happening no, right now?
1: Absolutely. No, the wall would be halfway not. built. Absolutely not.
0: The wall would have been
1: built. Was, Where would they
0: have gone?
2: They it would have gone to the border. It would have gone to the front door and knock. Hi, uh, we're uh, illegal and we would like to come into your country. They wouldn't have been able to get in over the wall because it was a deterrent for people to go over the into the Rio Grande. So your your question is accurate. Um,
1: we would not be we did, in we, the shape we're in now.
2: I think that we all on this show and this is not mis- misinformation. This is not a lie. This is not a lie. So all the internet people get ready. The, the deal is, is the Biden administration is letting everybody over because it looking, they're looking at it as cheap labor. Number one, number two, a voting block in the future. There you go. That's a fact. From this point forward, anything that they say is, is a complete lie. If they say the border is secure, it's a lie. There are border patrol agents committing suicide because it's so stressful down there right now. So they don't give a damn about American citizens. Truth be told. They're looking at this as a future voting block, and which might bite them in the ass, actually, because Latino, there's a, there's a Latin shot.
3: people do not like the policies well, that these people are. That's sh- right. And there's, and there's a, a lot of good comments been. coming in, you know, even just saying that, oh, well, if you didn't vote for him because of tweets, you're soft. I don't disagree with that statement. I voted for him because, but I didn't like what the tweets were. And I know why some people turned away from it. It was
1: divisive. <laughs> and we have to admit, even though maybe. A couple of us, it so it's fine. But it was very divisive. But
3: Scott and everybody what? else,
0: there are legitimately Democrats, more than not,
3: who actually think Biden won fair
0: and square.
1: Yes, that's mm. called mental illness.
3: That's called watch two thousand mules and make a just that <laughs> that <educated> Trump
0: decision <laughs> lost because he was so mean that people just had enough of him. That Joe Biden became the most popular president. <laughs> In the history of our country, followed up by what has been the worst presidency in the history of our country. I mean, come on, tell me I'm wrong. Prove me that I'm wrong. We uh, we ask all the time. Just tell us. It doesn't mean that there's some Republican who's awesome and that much better. But let's talk about the man in charge right now.
1: Let's start kidnapping Democrats and forcing them to watch 2,000 mules. This
0: country has hit (laughs) all-time lows in several areas.
1: I think we'll go. We beg for
0: something that (laughs) has (laughs) happened good. And this man legitimately got more votes,
3: There's regardless
0: regardless of yeah. cheating occurred or not. But you're going to tell me that legitimately this man got more votes than anybody in the history of our country, even Barack Obama. Never. <laughs> and then turns out to be the worst president in the history of this country. No, I'm not telling there, you there. And if there was anybody else who would even come close to Joe Biden, who was it? I mean, seriously.
1: One think about that, Vic. 101 break days, these in Delaware. Things,
0: break these things down. I mean, if you're a Democrat, please let us know. I mean, come on. So the, the Democrats were and in, there are Democrats the, who would vote for him again over President Trump the, if
2: those two were matched. The Democrats, it's like the Democrats at the home run derby. They had their shot at the plate. And they even brought in a uh, Liz Cheney and that other mm-hmm. Kissinger, whatever his name is. They brought them up and they had their January 6th committee, and they showed the people, the good people of the United States. This guy can't be trusted. Well, guess what? It's the Republicans on the on-deck circle. They're now walking up to the plate with Jim Jordan and the boys. They're about to do the exact same thing in reverse, and they're about to show that this January 6th committee was a farce, a ruse, and that there was no illegalities, and they're going to try to start to paint Trump as a palatable president again. They're going to try to do that, and that's why they don't want a Kevin McCarthy there. But they don't want any impedance between committees, the press, and getting this story and this narrative out. So there is something to be said about these new Republicans that are coming in that I do agree with them on. They cannot have a Paul Ryan in their way getting in uh, trying to help Trump some of the, next the new
1: some of the new Republicans coming in are good. And some of them are establishment. But you know what's going to be really a big deal over the next couple of days is watching what happens to these folks, these these five hundred migrants in the keys because those 500 migrants are not democrat voters they are coming from communist country most of them from cuba and i will bet you anything the biden administration tries to deport them
3: well well,
2: now you say that. And I'll just throw this out there. A lot of Cubans in Miami are starting to vote Republicans. So I don't
1: Absolutely so. because they
2: don't want socialism in their face anymore. They're, they're like, not
1: They're not yeah, Democrat they're done voters. With that. Yeah, they're done with that. They so. played that game before.
2: Exactly. So
1: <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye on that. I
2: mean, we're not, I don't think we're any of us are experts in geopolitical politics by any stretch of your imagination, but we can definitely see the fabric starting to get drawn up here. And um, no, and, and just a surmise. I think everybody in this room is like if Trump would have just shut up, done his job, had a good family structure in the White House, a good policy he had. But he had that.
3: He,
2: he, he did he because Mitch McConnell hated him. Uh, well, Romney hated him. The establishment well, hated him. Of course Republicans they did. I was taking family literally. Oh, right, right.
3: <laughs> and he was attacked for that, which was just ridiculous.
2: But, there, but the soccer moms that are Republican-ish, we'll vote for a DeSantis with the same policies. And I, that's all I'm saying. And I'll leave it there. Trump is, if he can pull his uh, 80,000 people stadium tour together this summer, well, he might be the next president of the United States. You don't know. <laughs> we'll see how, how see how that goes. And maybe someone in his PR team can rip his, his I think cell every, phone away. From oh, him. really? Every
3: ticket as he's sells older older should sound now? like a vote. Hell no. You don't think so? Every Are ticket you, he sells should be counted as a vote. Oh yeah. <laughs> he definitely wins.
1: I think something's gonna happen between now and then that will keep him from running.
3: Yeah. I'm, I don't
1: think they will ever allow him to run again.
0: I who's they?
1: They being the powers that be the puppet master, the the elites. I'm not gonna say Democrats because not it's a combination of Republicans no, I Republic. and Democrats. When you get up to the top tier, they're all in the same team. And those are the puppet masters.
2: I feel like I gotta go take a shower after she just said that because I feel creep. it's so it's just so creepy. Well
1: because it's the truth. At the very top tier Republicans and Democrats are they on the get same team. Together.
2: They gotta become the mm-hmm. army ants that the Democrats are. If they don't the Democrats will eat them alive. I can't believe that's funny. You that's the funniest thing on the show. You said you called Drew an army ant. <laughs> well he's an army ant he's a murder hornet he's a he's a a, a, a lemming they all follow each other any department species department
0: of justice will try to stop trump that coming from john glenn says truth establishment ds swamp puppet masters that's Carlene. right. robert says Tabitha's correct fire ants is what robert says they're fire ants <laughs>
1: yeah it, i mean it, it is <laughs> whatever fire ants would also be right <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well we appreciate my joining us today uh dr tony colucci the detroit red wings doctor joined us in our first hour to talk about what happened with the incident with um Mara hamlin and um how he had dealt with that before saving former detroit red red wing yuri fisher on the ice back in 2006 we had andy Polacek talking about the kind of uh, nefarious, to use Eric's word, activity that goes on with voting and how we could change it, not only in the state of Missouri, but across the country. And then, of course, we just had our talks about what's happening with the Republican Party today. What time will Kevin McCarthy be uh, elected in as the
3: Speaker of the House? Do I almost, know that, like, I almost feel like
2: we're doing over and under betting right now. What's the over under? What's the
0: odds? Because, I mean, right now, the odds are 100 percent. Oh, Damn not even a point one or you'd have to bet like ten thousand dollars to make a hundred dollars if you're voting on McCarthy that's not worth it something like that he's
1: gonna win we'll we'll we we'll, we will hopefully have an update on that tomorrow
0: uh tomorrow we're gonna talk with a uh 21 year old conservative podcaster goes to old Miss Max Kostelak.
1: can't look wait. look
0: forward to that and um we'll see who else jumps in. Um, as we continue to uh, promote and do what we're doing here on Cancel This, always go to canceltheshow.com, Check out all of our original content, all of the shows. Share it. That's what we're about. Share the show. And we know we have a lot of people watching on Facebook. Don't be afraid to try out Rumble. Don't be afraid to try out YouTube. Like and subscribe and comment there as well. That's how we continue to pro- uh, promote the show in all facets and forms. And uh, share, share, share. For Scotty Gherkin, Eric Johnson. To have the hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Have an awesome day. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.